You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Broadcasting from the Blanchestan Center, this is Phoenix FM. This is 92.5 Phoenix FM, community radio for Dublin 15. Hey everybody, it's JB Jeremy Borash and you are listening to Daryl O'Connor on the... Welcome to the Wrestling Rewind. The only wrestling podcast by fans who don't hate wrestling. Alright everybody, welcome to the Wrestling Rewind here on Phoenix 92.5 FM. It is WrestleMania weekend and we have a show for you. Um, it's a little bit different than normal because uh, we're actually going to do a preview probably on Sunday um, of night two of WrestleMania, but obviously this doesn't matter because it will be out. But we are, <laughs> it's funny, uh, plugging something that is going to be old before it gets in there. So if, you, if you're listening to this now, go back and check out the feed. That's why you should be subscribed to our show over on Near to Know Media and the com. Well, it kind of makes sense. We are old, old school wrestling, we do. So. This is true. This is true. Uh, it, 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 it's good that we're a week behind. Yeah, I look. I think it's better to be a week behind because at least you know you have time to um to let stuff settle, you know. Yeah, but, assess um, the situation. Exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, of course, WrestleMania weekend is this weekend. We're recording on the Friday as we normally do. Gonna try go live again soon. Um, but all that being said, uh, this year's WrestleMania, we'll get to that uh on the live show. Um, I don't know. I, I'm. There's nothing I really I have interest in it, in it, but so we're going to keep that. We're going to shelve it, but uh, we're going to take a look back as we do on the show because we have WrestleMania 15 to get to, which <laughs> we've obviously been building to for quite some time. So we're going to do that the second half of the show. But before then, Martin, you came up with a great idea, genuinely did, and it is of course a look back at three of the best and three of the worst, or our own picks from WrestleMania history. So first, as I said, my name is Dara O'Connor. Uh, you can follow me at um, Dara WV on Twitter. Nerd to Know Media is the show. And of course, we have the one and only, the one and oh, the undefeated. You love him, Mr. Martin Hardy. I, I, don't, I don't deserve any accolades, Dara. I went to a, a wrestling quiz last night in Belfast and came second last so I'm, I'm not accepting any accolades this week oh that's fair that's fair it's it, it's the shame bell is that what it is shame yeah, well, and, and shame. you know what yeah at least you got a you got like a kind of a funny prize for coming dead last oh so you so, didn't get anything <laughs> so we didn't we didn't get anything um but uh it was a great night uh, some of the uh, team names were particularly um particularly creative they might not all be for public consumption on the radio but i think one mm. of my Favorite ones that I think is safe enough is um, my ma can't wrestle, but you should see her box. Oh well, okay, there you go. <laughs> That's just on the line, man. It's, it's a good thing we're like past. I the think watershed. we, I think we could defend that in court. I, I think so. I, I think, think so. we could stand over that. I think so. I, th- I think so. Um. Anyway, yeah. So you represented the team 
he still did it even if he didn't win. And you know, here's the thing: a, a, a place or come set or come dead last. I think that's the that should be your team name. We <laughs> we wanted to come last. <laughs> well, I tell you what, there was a pretty interesting conversation a couple of the lads had last night. Was um, one of the questions was around who's the only person or the first person to win the Royal Rumble from number two, mm. um, and then we got talking about how oh it's people who win it from number two like they never get the accolades that people who win it from number one do even though it's the exact same but then we were saying actually number two would be even harder because number one's out first so whenever number two comes into the ring number one can jump them yeah so it's actually number two is the most impressive to to win it from. But anyway, I digress. This is this is mania, not rumble season. No, this is this is mania exactly. Uh, again, look, we're, we'll we'll cover it on on Sunday. Um, I'm just I have no, I just have no interest because I know what's going to happen. That person is going to win, and I'm going to yeah. be upset. And you know. I mean, I like look. Never ever underestimate WWE's capacity for booking themselves into a problem. So, like, the, yeah. like he might not. I really <laughs> hope so. I, I'm praying. I'm praying to everybody, everybody, but, every pantheon in the world, to I've, for a fake sport to to change. <laughs> I'm not. The, I'm not quite the the Stardust hater that you are. I, no, I, hold on, hold on. <laughs> if Stardust was going for the belt, I'd okay. I'd be I'd be over there. <laughs> well, I'm I'm, I'm not quite the, <laughs> I'm not quite the American nightmare hater that you are. Um, I quite like him. But... We were talking. We were talking about the horrendous tattoo in oh. uh, Taekwondo the other day. <laughs> it's like it's the worst. Ta- Even people who don't watch wrestling know of that tattoo. Do you know what it is? <laughs> How me? bad it is. It's just so awkwardly played. If it was on his neck, like yeah, fine. But it's it's in a, such a weird position. It's kind of you know what's like half his neck, half his head. It's yeah. you know what's like. Do you remember in the old creator wrestler when you'd have to pull it down and it didn't <laughs> quite sit? That's what it looks like. It looks like he's a bad creator wrestler <laughs> from like Warzone or or Adju there or, well, or Adju. Well, I'm I'm not quite the the Cody hater you are, uh, but I have to say, if he doesn't win, I will be. I think it'll be hilarious because I have no idea what they're going to do next. Like, if if he doesn't win this, CM Punk, CM <laughs> Punk, <laughs> because I think AEW, because uh, we actually didn't. Did we talk about that? His meltdown on Instagram, where he dropped a pipe bomb on Instagram. Oh yeah, um, I don't know if we covered it, but I don't think we covered it. But it, we're going to. What do you think about it? So, go on, go on. Go well, yeah, it went in the. It, it's literally in a period of twenty four hours. The news went from oh my god, Punk is is talking about coming back. People are reading into stuff that uh, uh, Dax Harwood was saying and um, reports that Punk had you know was missing wrestling and blah blah blah. And all the news was Punk's coming back. And then the next thing he goes on Instagram and he writes, "I I hate everybody, even yep. even like the people you think are pretty cool. Like I can get." <laughs> Jericho people and out with, yeah, people not liking Jericho, not liking the box, or whatever. But he ripped into like John Moxley. <laughs> it's literally like uh, you know when you know when Ned Flanders goes on the rant and he's like, uh, you know, I don't know who you are, but I'm sure you're a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> or it's a, or sides above, you know, especially Bart, but especially Lisa, <laughs> especially Jericho, but especially, especially Moxley. <laughs> oh my God, he's just he's the most entertaining man in the world. Like, but, just, but here's. Here's the thing again, and I have been wrong about this before. I was wrong about it with Cody, but the news was all 
rumor that Punk's coming back, rumor that Punk's coming back, and then Punk goes on Instagram and buries the whole place. My work bell is yeah, okay, it's fair. ringing away in the background. Probably wrong, but with wrestling, you know the I think the uh, the inclination is to slightly suspect <laughs> that everything's a work. How cool would it be though if Cody wins right and then Punk just walks out? Would that would just? I mean, if I was WWE now. I'd fly over to Punk's house and be like, "Here's a dump truck full of money. Just show up." <laughs> you know, well, he, he, he can't. He's he's still. He can still show up. Yeah, no, <laughs> he no, might get no, sued no. into oblivion, but like, oh, okay, yeah. still, like he can do yeah. it. It's just you know, he could physically do. It. He could physically do it. I like. I'm do we, like. If I was WWE now, I'd be like, "We don't care what the legal fees are. Here's all the money. You know, just do it." Like it would be, it would break the internet, genuinely. I have to say, I think there's. A zero percent chance. Like, not only would he get sued, but WWE. Like, there's a whole legal thing about poaching people who are like you're not even allowed to talk to someone while they're under contract. Oh, um, I know, but I, I so. would still, I would still do it. It's like you know, it's like <laughs> lads, gear up. Here we go. <laughs> um, but no, but, I mean, uh, yeah. I, look, I think it's, I think it's funny. The memes were hilarious. Uh, somebody put it to the made a Star Wars crawl over Elvis, Elvis little story. Oh, it's uh, it wonderful. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing, like punk or not, and here's the thing, I'm actually, you know. I was a, a big CM Punk fan and I, you know, he still does have, he still like, it says something that when someone's Instagram story is memorizing, mesmerizing, you're like, <laughs> okay, you have, you have a lot of skill, but he, he manages to keep himself so relevant just by, you know, but it, people are fascinated because even when he says nothing, people are nearly even more fascinated when he says nothing. They're like, yeah. oh my God. We what haven't heard mean? from Punk for seven years. What does it mean? Yeah, sure. I remember those. You know, people wanted him back, and look, I'm, it's... I'm, I'm really torn. I, I loved his run. I thought his matches yeah, were his amazing. I thought true. his promos were incredible. But I, I think there's no doubt that he, um, he's clearly a very strong-willed person. Uh, but... I love how political you are. There are other yeah. words I would use, but we have to be careful because we're on the radio. Yeah, I mean. I, I get it the impression it, that it, it, he would it, it be begins, difficult to deal it be, with. It begins with a P, ends with yeah. a K. <laughs> yeah. He is a plank. He is a plank, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, no, like, I get the impression he would be very difficult to deal with. Oh, yeah. And he would be... Do you think he's, um, worked, him, do you think, do you think he's worked himself into like his own reality like what Hogan did? Um, I mean, yeah, he's he's kind of... If he doesn't go back to AEW, he's done. Because I don't well, he's see the impact. I I don't even see. Uh, firstly, I don't see impact affording him. Yeah, that's true. But uh, I mean, you get you get thrown out of or kicked out of or leave one company. That's one thing. But that's two major companies now. He's absolutely and UFC and you like. At some point, you have to say. Am I the problem? <laughs> no, it's the kids who are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. Hi, I'm the problem. I'm punk. Oh, yeah, so funny. I love it. Guys, someone make that. That'd be that'd be wonderful. Um, okay. We covered it. We had to do it because, I mean, the fact that we didn't, it was 
it, it was just too funny to not cover. Genuinely, I mean, I'm just so entertained by the whole thing. It's it's wonderful. <laughs> oh, yeah. And there's some more stuff we have to cover, like stories around WrestleMania. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll, the we'll do it on Sunday. Yeah, we'll do it on the again, guys. If you're listening to this and you're like, oh, what are they talking about? Go over. There's like a hundred and there's a lot of shows over there. 180 shows or something um, over for free over in Earth to No Media and the True Penny Channel and the Wrestling Rewind. We're not hard to find. The WrestlingRewind.com is where you can find everything. There's a link tree with all the links. You click them and that's it and it's all free. Except the Patreon because we need our X-Pac Euros. It's that X-Pac Euro. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and speaking of X-Pac, he will be uh, a, a major feature of WrestleMania 15. So uh, stay tuned. Well, And I was listening out for the for his uh, entrance music when he out, <laughs> and it's happened my brain has been rewired and now whenever he comes out I hear make some noise. noise oh wonderful it's just it's it's just wonderful um, I mean it's, the fact that we know that now his promos make way more sense he says make some noise an awful lot and I just thought he was having like a fit or something but no I mean that's his catchphrase it makes all the sense in the world um, still still can't get over him wearing the road dog shirt I mean wrestlers should wear their own shirts just putting that out there it's, yeah, like it's the like opposite that. of being in a band the opposite. the opposite of being in a band yeah. yeah isn't it like super cringe to wear your own shirt in a band if you're in the band so if you're playing wearing your own merch that's weird but if you're playing for example if i was to play in one of my other bands wearing one of my band shirts that would be okay but if i was to yeah. wear it while playing that would be kind of cringe yeah whereas yeah. it is utterly bizarre to see a, a wrestler wearing someone else's even even if they're in the same stable you know mm. yeah it's just weird i mean like it's the opposite because you're supposed to the, the um the etiquette is you're supposed to wear your friend's band's shirt yeah and represent that's that's the etiquette like so it's 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 an opposite it's it's opposite in wwe and wrestling because you have to put yourself over and screw everybody else <laughs> yeah <laughs> apparently right so martin Speaking of screwing everybody else, uh, yes. the, the worst WrestleMania matches of all time, where we got screwed out of time and money and effort. Uh, it's funny because I, I feel like this is nearly two lists. Yeah, the last, Yeah, because the last 20 years have had a lot of grotesque duds. Let's oh, yeah. just it, right? Like, abs- like, there is a period of WrestleManias, mainly in the 30s, where it's just cack, right? Terrible. Um, and then there's some that's really good. I, I want to remove um, the, the COVID um, WrestleMania. I don't think that's, that's fair. fair. Yeah, I don't think that's fair. I mean, I genuinely really liked the last ride, the last ride match, and I genuinely really, really like or the Boneyard match. <laughs> so stupid. The name is terrible, but I really like that one, and I really like the the Firefly Firefly Funhouse match and everything that happened in the arena. I mean, what did you want them to do? It was that or nothing. So it's like, yeah, no, no. I think that's a that's a fair um, stipulation to put in it. So I want to remove that one, uh, but I mean there are some terrible ones. Uh, like, I to mean, be honest, even if we kept those in, I don't know that any of them would make the list. Some of the yeah, see, some that's of the, the stuff they've done has been much more egregious. No, but that's the thing. Like, there is that list, right? And it's like, oh, that was just kind of boring or dull. But then there's you go before that. Some of it's just terrible. So I mean, I'm going to start the list off. Uh, it's I, well, I don't want I'll to tell you what before we kick off um, go on. so we're going to do uh three each three each of our favorite and three each of our least favorite but me and dara have not discussed this for all we know <laughs> you could have the take, same list this will take two minutes yeah, <laughs> yeah. the exact same list we genuinely don't know yeah so this will be this will be interesting 
Okay, so I tell you what, Martin, I'm gonna let you do it. Uh, let's go with the, the the worst and then the best. So what's who, what's number one on your list of of bad? Not in number one, the the first one you have for bad. Okay, so will we build them up like third, second, and then the absolute worst? Uh it's up to you. I don't mind. Okay. Um, do you know what? I'm worried we're gonna run out of time, and I want to talk about this, and so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna start off with my absolute worst. Go on. Was Triple H, Booker T. How dare you! This whole dare you. racism, thinly veiled racism storyline. I mean, I, I mean, I, I mean, I agree with you, but I'm also like, I'm not going to say bad words about <laughs> Triple H. <laughs> well, we're, but to be honest, so, so the story is that there's ho- this whole thinly veiled racist storyline around Triple H uh, and Booker T. So Triple H never actually says any racial slurs or anything, but his whole no, thing he is doesn't. like, yeah, he oh, doesn't. people like you could never be champion. It's all sort of it, intonation it, and winking but that's it, it fine comes, it comes off as one of the worst like it comes off terrible but there was nothing really behind it but it comes off the worst yeah. possible and that's but, the, but to the be worst honest, almost i have i've no issue with that some people give out a bit storyline itself i don't think there's any problem with the storyline if the baby face wins in the end but what they had was triple h was this terrible thinly veiled <laughs> racist heel the whole way through it and then booker t gets to the main event of WrestleMania, one-on-one for the title, and not only loses, but is buried with a pedigree. So Triple H hits him with a pedigree and then waits 23 seconds before he even tries to pin him and then pins him. And the word burial gets way, way overused nowadays, but this was a goddamn burial. I mean, I cheered. (laughs) <laughs> he's my favorite wrestler what can i say i mean it could be da- anyone dara dara watches star wars and cheers for the empire um i i literally have a tie fire beside me kind of yeah <laughs> the empire is really cool come on they have like tie fires and death stars and etc well i thought like not only the, the fact that he lost which was egregious on its own but the um the 23 like that had yeah. to be deliberate no i i mean look i i think the biggest and actually funny you mention it because you know we said that like a lot of past wrestlemanias in the past couple of years they said 10 years have been very dull it's because they book it that way they're like oh we have the storyline with the, the plucky baby face and then what do they do they, they just lose and it's like but what was the point of everything beforehand <laughs> it makes no sense so yeah, no, it, it, it's the worst possible way to book someone. I mean, what should have happened there, Booker T should have won. Like, I would have been upset because, you know, I want Triple H to always have the belt. But from a storyline perspective, it's like, you have to give the people something to cheer. Like, what are you doing? But of course, this was during the, the, rain, if, the soccer reign of terror. Even if you're going to do that, then have them hit him with the sledgehammer. Have the re- have them cheat. Yeah. Have them, don't yeah, exactly. have them hit him clean with a pedigree and then wait half a minute before he pins him. I mean, the pedigree, you don't you don't kick out that, man. Well, He's I, the game. So the whole trope is that, like, uh, you know, you can hit someone with your finisher, but then you're too exhausted to yeah. make the pin straight away. Yeah. And then, you know, you get a kick out. But, yeah, this one, I've, I've never... I've never been able to understand this one. I've never heard anyone explain it. Like, oh, there's no the... explaining. There's no explaining it. It's just terrible. It's just yeah. It's just terrible. It's a terrible decision. And the match itself, I'll be honest with you, Trip, uh, Booker T is actually great. Like we watched Booker T in 
WCW. Uh, oh, yeah. We, you know, and he, we, he watch, had, we watched some pay-per-views where he was the only watchable thing on it. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, like, and he should have... This was in 2003, so it was, like, two years away. Um, two years removed from from WCW going down. So he was in his prime. And he, he would have, like, Booker T would eventually reach the pinnacle and, and, you know, do the whole King Booker thing, which was bad in and of itself, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I do think this was just terrible. I mean, like, yeah, there's a lot of subtext and context and all that kind of stuff. Taking all that out, that's bad in, in and of itself. But then again, like, Triple H being, like, a super heel. Okay, fair enough, right? It's wrestling. Yeah, like but, it's like I say, it's only bad if the baby face doesn't win in the end. Exactly, you know? exactly. It's like, if you're going to go that far, fine. Have the good guy win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just, it's, it just like, makes sense, you know? Let the heels say all the time. Te- like, I'm I'm all for letting heels be heels. You know, oh, yeah. People get all upset that they weren't politically correct. I'm like, yeah, he's a goddamn heel. He's, he's a, doing his job. You're supposed to hate a, him. He's a bad guy. Like, yeah. But he has to receive his comeuppance in the end for there exactly. to be like a you know a, a satisfying uh, conclusion to it. Now what I will say on the reign of terror and I'm, I, you know Triple H did receive his comeuppance. He made Batista <laughs> and Randy Orton. So I mean yeah. it took it took two years, but I will defend that and go, you know what? We got Batista. And in in and perhaps the, the greatest uh the greatest defeat of his career, Batista went on to be a movie star, <laughs> not Triple H. I don't know, man. I really like Blade Trinity. He does the pedigree. It's great. Oh, and that's a hell of a, you goddamn thunder. <laughs> <laughs> Triple H can do no wrong. Sorry. Uh, I, You know, come on. It's not fair. Anyway, moving swiftly on. <laughs> can I just say... Um, I, I was going to put in the Hell in a Cell match, but we, we we're going to talk about that, so there's no real point. But it is up there. Um, oh, it is up I, there. I, I might have a wee controversial view on that for you later. That's fair. That's fair. Um, but no, a, a serious, um, a serious addition here would be uh, genuine. Like, it's kind of hard because I really want to say Hulk Hogan, like politicking his way in <laughs> just, and screwing for heart. It's just okay. Really you know, uh, but, I mean, that whole era was, was bad. But yeah, I think it's a toss up between that and Kane just coming in and like uh, wrestling um, Chavo Guerrero in 15 seconds of walking out. Uh, I mean, that was the oh. most disappointing thing ever. It was like, okay, this could be, a, this is a weird match. But yeah, so this was WrestleMania 24, not 24, I want to say. And uh, yeah, so ECW title match. Which they've established as you know not being great, but still could still could be a decent match. Kane comes out and choke slams Chavo Guerrero in like fifteen seconds, and that's it. So, oh. and there was no reason for it; it just happened. So, that's up there from a match perspective, and I think it's tied with Hogan coming out and going, "Oh, sure, I can win." You know, I that the the Hogan at Mania Nine thing is, is oh, it's terrible. It's, it's so one bad. of my I actually have it down here as well. The, okay, well, okay, lead with that one then. Go on, go. Why, why is it so egregious for you? Well, well, firstly, because I'm just a massive Bret Hart fan. Uh, but secondly, like, even if you take out like my personal view on it, Hogan was done. The Hulkamania era had reached its peak and was very much in the descendancy now. Mm. Like, wrestlers like Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels were like, that's who the fans wanted to see. There was a like. 
or at least that's who the younger fans, you know, the, the up and coming generation wanted to see. And there was a perfect opportunity here to sort of pass the torch there. And uh, yeah, so not only did Brett, so what happened was Brett had a match at Yokozuna. Yokozuna cheats and wins. And then Hulk Hogan comes out and goes, oh, I'm not going to stand for this, brother. I'll wrestle you. <laughs> I'm going to stand up for Brett by I'll win the title. By stealing the title away. <laughs> but like, Oh, my God. So, like, at a time when, when the company was in real trouble, Brett was their stalwart. Yeah. Um, hugely popular internationally. Always counted on to have the best match in the card. Not only was it disappointing because his match with Yokozuna went short because Yokozuna got gassed five minutes in and went to the finish. <laughs> but um, then Hogan came out, beat Yokozuna, won the title. But the mm. whole point behind that was, again, that he was supposed to then drop it to Brett, like a, a kind of a passing of the torch. Yeah. And obviously Hogan being Hogan just decided no. And he only showed up on WWF television one more time. So he won the title, and then the next time he showed up on TV was to drop the title. What Just, can you uh, say? What can you say? Um, from there, I... <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. You know, it's, it's pretty much the pro- Like, I wanted to put in all of John Cena's title wins uh, for like <laughs> 10 years. Our defenses, because I mean, that just ruined wrestling. It was like being battered over the head every time WrestleMania showed up to the point that I couldn't watch it. Just like, please stop winning. It, none of it's good. It's all terrible. Um, I, I would want. I will watch John Cena as a, as a movie star, as a wrestler. I can never forgive. Can never he's, forgive it. It's he's just great as a movie. Like he's very he's brilliant as a movie star. Yeah, make fun of himself and yeah, it's great. I think I have kind. I have kind of the same thing down, but for Roman Reigns. No, that's fair. I'll give you that. I mean, at least Roman Reigns has a character. And no, yeah. I, well, no, I mean, yeah, I mean, but you always like. The thing about the John Cena, he never had a character. It was like, he's a rapper, but he's also a Marine, but not really a Marine. I don't understand. At least with Roman Reigns, it's like, okay, you're shield man going out on his own to prove you're the big dog, kind of like the Undertaker, uh, big evil. And now you're like a tribal chief. That makes sense. There's some growth. With Cena, Cena is like, he wins. Uh, okay. <laughs> so what's the point of watching this? You know, um, so no, that's fair. But I, I have I have to mention uh, something that never gets brought up, and it probably should. The streak wasn't always good. <laughs> and I mean, we're gonna touch on it when we're looking at WrestleMania 15, um, or we might actually disagree on that. But uh, I'm specifically calling out in in not any specific order, but uh, the match with uh, John Gonzalez. Oh my god! <laughs> Terrible. The match with King Kong Bundy, terrible. Yeah. The match with Psycho Sid, terrible. Uh, the match, with, and then the worst one on this list, which is saying something. Uh, a train and the Big Show in a two-on-one handicap match, because the story around that's wild and it's worth looking into in and of itself. But I have to put the bad side of the streak in there because it gets forgotten. And when I go back and watch the Undertaker's matches, I'm like. What the hell is this? <laughs> this is terrible. So like we uh, yeah. we have uh, sort of established over the past few weeks that the Undertaker is amazing in video packages. Oh, he's the best. He's <laughs> the best in video packages. Actually, watching the Undertaker. Some of this. I mean, I would you know anyone who like badmouths Bray Wyatt? 
please go back and watch the Undertaker week. I beg you to watch the Undertaker week. It's the same thing. They just gave him a lot of leeway and he had much better editors. I mean, they're the same guy. Now, what's interesting is when Taker came back after the injury about 2001, that's when he started cooking and really got good. But up until then, he was like, oh, yeah, he might have a good match. Probably won't, though. But it looked great. (laughs) I would say of the streak, so it was 21 matches before he lost. I'd say half of them are terrible. No, like legitimately, they are real bad. (laughs) Actually, in in a lot of ways, um, the Psycho Sid match, the one where he won the belt, um, that's a god-awful match. That's one of the worst matches you can watch. Oh, yeah. Genuinely. Horrendous. And and it just, it skips all the lists because we all love The Undertaker. But it's like, no, you love the video package. (laughs) That's what you love. And then when he came back, you know. You have the video package. You love the aesthetic. Yeah. Um, And what you remember are the moments you don't remember. (laughs) No. All the stuff in between. Exactly. You don't remember the bell to bell stuff. But, uh, okay, we have one more each. Uh, Go on. For worst, yeah. Okay, I am going to go with Sting. Ah, the way they used Sting. I mean, I agree with you. I agree with you, but still, it hurts. Oh, I love him to bits. Yeah, me too. But the way they used him was an unbelievably egregious waste of a talent in, and like Sting's still incredible now. Like. For, for his age and for what he does but mm. in what was the last of his prime like the last couple of years when he genuinely could have gone man just an absolute waste of talent um, mm. they brought Sting in and all anybody wanted to see was Sting versus The Undertaker that's it that's all anybody just, ever wanted Yeah, we don't even care about a storyline just, just have Sting show up one day and challenge him don't care we just want Sting versus The Undertaker. And instead, they had The Undertaker versus Bray White, and they had Sting just rehash the whole uh, Monday Night Wars again 20 years later with Triple H. And the worst part was it didn't even make sense then. They had the NWO coming out to help Sting. It made no the whole sense. thing was that <laughs> Sting was their mortal enemy. Like Yeah, it, it was so stupid. Everything about it just... <sighs> yeah. I mean, I 100% agree with you. Um, it just sucks because I'm like, that's Sting's only WrestleMania appearance as well. Oh. So it just makes it so much worse. Uh, yeah, no, you're, you're, you're spot on. Uh, like, it, again, I don't know what they were thinking. You know what? Actually, I wouldn't be shocked if they were like, we'll do it next year. Sting isn't a big enough star yet. Let's make him a star. And I think what <sighs> they were planning, no, I genuinely think they were planning to do this. Put the belt on him. Or, you know, because his next match was a title match. So they were giving him matches to build up his character and he probably would have done it a year later. And I wouldn't be shocked if that was the case. They really do have this thing where you could be the biggest star in the world, but if you're not a star in WWE, yeah. they don't consider you to be... I mean, that look at AJ Styles. Oh, yeah. You know, look, look at Finn Balor, you know, like, you know, you really, ha- the only one who, who gets away with it is if you're an MMA person like uh, uh, Ronda Rousey. Oh, oh, they fall over themselves for celebrities who aren't wrestlers. Like, yeah. they just, yeah. like, they can't get enough of that. Yeah. But if you're like the biggest wrestler in the world, but you're not a WWE wrestler, they don't consider you to be anybody. Like, they bring Kenny Omega in and rename him, repackage him and stick him on NXT. 
Um, no, I, I, I think now after uh, Cody, I, I know I think they would. They're probably a bit more cautious with it because they want, they, they want, you know, there's people they want, you know. Yeah. Uh, but when time's gone by, absolutely, yeah, they were, they were going to. But here, um, I have, I have to talk about this real quick, right? So WrestleMania 2000, yeah. in general. Uh, <laughs> no, that's a bit harsh, but no, it, it, that was a, that was a very disappointing WrestleMania. Um, and it, it's, it's WrestleMania 2001 where there isn't a single singles match on it. That's exactly why it's in the list. Yeah, oh, that's that's God. why it's the worst. Because I mean, it, it while I like parts of it, I love the hardcore uh, battle royale. I think that's so fun. The first TLC match, um, it has a phenomenal two L three falls, um, European Intercontinental title with Jericho, Benoit, and Kurt Angle. It's actually incredible, right? It's so good if you haven't seen it. However, uh, it doesn't feel like WrestleMania. And the reason why it doesn't feel like WrestleMania is because it doesn't have that one-on-one. You know, the, the main event is Triple H, The Rock, Mick Foley, and The Big Show in one of the worst, blandest WrestleMania matches of all time. And it's uh, not even about them. It's about no, the it's about the McMahons. It's about the McMahons. It just doesn't feel like a WrestleMania. It feels like a total dud. WrestleMania 15 is is pretty close actually as well. It has moments that we'll look at. Just to say that that is what 15 felt like to me. Yeah, no, they, they did it. They make the they made pretty much the same mistakes two years in a row, but it's worse because 2000 is probably one of the best years of wrestling, mm, barring like, WrestleMania. And a great build, like all yeah, the stuff with incredible the build, zombie build. zombie Linda and everything. That's class, you know. That's 2001. Oh, was that the year after? Yeah. Oh, but it's Linda after. comes out with um, she introduces Mick, Mick. Foley back into it. yeah, yeah. So Mick's retirement and everything like the like yeah. the the build up to it. That whole year is brilliant, and then except WrestleMania, trip to the, the finish line. It's the only weak spot in the whole year. Well, Survivor Series is always kind of duddish up until like very recently, but um, yeah. I mean, I'm putting that in there for the reason you said. There, WrestleMania should have. A one-on-one main event, unless it's part of a story where it's a triple threat, because that can happen as well and can be great. But there was no reason for this. This was silly. It's you know fair enough. If you wanted to have Triple H and The Rock, have Triple H and The Rock. If you want, but really the main event should have been Triple H and Mick Foley in some gimmick match, and that should have been his his final match. Uh, we probably should have won genuinely. Um, in some way, but the I, rock I, th- help I think I think he should have won at the Royal Rumble, and uh, and then build that la- like a real heartbreak and defeat then at WrestleMania for his retirement. Oh, yeah. That's actually pretty good as well. That would have been cool, but yeah, so it has to go there. Um, I, I, again, it's not on a lot of lists because I think it's you know it's what's been twenty three years since it happened, so it might be out of the mind of a lot of people. But yeah, go back and watch WrestleMania two thousand. It's not a show that. Except for the moments that it is, you know, has that, you know, those three matches are unbelievable. Everything else, absolute terrible. Um, so yeah, that that's that's my last worst. Go on, go, <laughs> go at your own. Um, no, no, that that was my that was my worst out. We kind of we um crossed paths there with Hogan at Mania Nine, so that was my three worst. Okay, uh, so uh, I'll I'll start off with best. Yes, because we are still. The podcast by wrestling fans who don't hate wrestling. Yeah, we we just call it like we say, you know. Um, I have to say, uh, a unique moment, but a moment that's still great because it's so unlike WrestleMania. The making of Edge. 
uh, by McFoley in 2006. That match Great call. made Edge. <laughs> it made him legitimately. I know he's been through like the TLC and stuff, but this was a different side. This match was just unbelievable. It's so good. And it really made Edge a top guy, in my opinion. Great call. Thank and you. then, like, <laughs> and two seconds after we say, yeah, Foley should have retired at WrestleMania 2000. Well, he was retired, technically. He was retired, but you know, it didn't matter. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's a fantastic call. Great Thank match. You. Go, you're up. Um, so, yeah, get the real obvious one out of the way. Brett Austin, wrestling oh, in year 12. Yeah. Really just, good call. Not only, like, so it's so layered. Um, so it's not only a great match. Like, just as a wrestling match, it's phenomenal. But... Brett did so much here that kicked off the next decade of wrestling. So this was the making of Austin. Mm. You know, you had the famous double turn. Um, uh, you know, obviously Austin was coming up and coming up. It's a bit like The Rock is in the era of WrestleMania 15. It's yeah. a bad day, but people are desperate to cheer him. Um, yeah. This was Austin was way over but he was still technically a heel mm. um so brett kicked off uh austin's big run here he kicked off basically what would become the attitude era here he it went against what mcmahon uh the rules of wwe were at the time you weren't allowed to blade and he said to Austin that look this is a this is a hell of a moment and like if we get a bit of color in this it'll look amazing so he secretly bladed Austin during the match and WWE went on to use that you know that footage of Austin in the sharpshooter screaming with blood running down his face oh yeah should have been on to use that clip for the next 20 years um and it was a shirt and it yeah it was like everything it was everything. and then of course uh, this went into Brett's heel turn. Um, you know, he was like uh, the absolute most white meat baby face you can imagine for like a decade. And then he went even better as a heel. Like, I think Brett's heel work is like the peak of his career. Um, just everything about this is exceptional. And I think it really highlights just... Oh, I think one of Brett's strongest points is that he was able to work in any environment. Like he was putting on brilliant matches during WWE's like famously uh, terrible new generation period. Um, and here he is putting on like a match of the year with Austin. And then the main event is Undertaker. <laughs> Sid Vicious. But that always happened. Like the best match very rarely went on last at WrestleMania. And I mean, um, there's so many to pick from. I'm going to have to get one another obvious one out of the way. The end of an era match. Shawn Michaels as the ref. Oh. Triple H and The Undertaker. <laughs> this is it was this this was in a cell as well, wasn't it? It was. It was wonderful. It had everything. I mean, it should have been for the world title and Triple H should have won, but you know, details, right? In my head he won. So, that's all that mattered. Uh <laughs> Oh god, yeah, I I loved it, man. I go back and watch it. It's just it's just class, you know. And if that had been under, if that had been Triple H's last match, um, it would have been 
perfect. Like he had, you know, it. It's just one of those. Um, it, it's what WrestleMania is made for, and I think you know to date this a little bit in WrestleMania uh, 2023, they are bringing the proper Hell, hell in a Cell back. That's what it's for. <laughs> Break it out for WrestleMania, you know. Yeah, um, but, ridiculous to have it be an annual. Yeah, it 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 should just be a thing of fear, where you say Hell in a Cell, and people are like, "Whoa, what's going on?" You know, it got real. So that's my that's my uh, you know, well, the Undertaker Shawn Michael match might be a better match, it probably is to a lot of people. Uh, this is my favorite. Oh, that's class. Uh, yeah, look, it was um, not the hugest Triple H fan, but uh, I really enjoyed it. It was one of the like a lot of the times you can kind of tell when a match is coming to an end yeah you don't really get caught on false finishes yeah and this what was this it had like? a yeah from the well a sweet chin music into a pedigree was it yeah yeah or was it the other way around whatever it was um like i was like oh that's it like that kick out absolutely floored me i cut like that was built brilliantly it was so good it, it's just it, it's probably tied with Shawn michaels's match it's the best streak match by a country mile um the storyline was okay but uh if you haven't seen it go back and watch it you know uh the next one on that just to get this out of the way uh and then i'll pass it back to you wrestlemania 17 period just the whole thing yeah <laughs> maybe apart from the very end Nah, the end. Nah, the end of it is because I mean that was, you know, unbelievable for its own. Like put it into context, people were like, "Oh my god, it's one of the the the, the most shocking things they could have done." But I mean, WrestleMania 17 is the best wrestling event that's ever happened. It's ever phenomenal. It's it, and I mean that's why we haven't taught, we haven't covered it on the show. <laughs> we probably will eventually. I mean, but maybe. It's just, but it's like it's it's such a staple that it's been. It's been done to death. Yeah, Covered like, to death. Like it's... But I mean, you just, you have to just, if, if you've never, and I mean, there's some people who've never seen this. I don't think Dave's ever seen this. Um, So, I mean, some people who just started watching wrestling um, recently it's, have never seen this. And they should. It's also the first time since maybe the Hogan era when WrestleMania felt yeah. like massive. Like it wasn't just a big deal for wrestling fans. It felt like a huge deal in popular culture in the zeitgeist. Like uh, this, this was was this the start of the sort of a uh, arena era of WrestleMania? It, yeah, it, it was. It's technically the death of the Attitude Era and the start of the Arena Era. The, yeah. the Attitude Era died with this. This is its final swan song, which is also why it's so important. Because I mean, Austin and The Rock, you know, ah. Oh. They built the attitude era to what it became, so it was right that it went out that way. But I mean, even in the arena, like the choice for it, the the video packages with my way, which is just an incredible video package. But even the small matches, like the the Kane Raven Big Show hardcore match, it's the most unique hardcore match you'll actually ever see because it's like Raven trying to beat these monsters, <laughs> and he gets killed in it and you, you know but he still might win um it's just belt bell ring to ring it has the best shane mcmahon match and the best vince mcmahon match in a street fight with mcfoley again um <laughs> <laughs> he just keeps showing up <laughs> in, in, in oh, wrestlemania moments you know um so look as i said if you haven't seen this 
you absolutely have to. And look, I'm pretty sure there are people watching this who have probably never seen it. Um, I'm in a band with someone who watches wrestling and has never seen this. Oh so, wow, that's yeah, a, no right. That's a like a an event. Like yeah. if if they're going to watch it, you know, we should get together and have a few beers and. That's actually that's not a bad idea. I'll, I'll float with him and see what he thinks because yeah, man, you know, that's. I mean, like yeah, we do a shot of focus on the past, but again, like there's probably people tuning in. On listening on the radio or so, who have never seen WrestleMania 17, it is the wrestling event to watch. It's never been beaten. It probably will never be beaten for many reasons, not just because it's filled with nostalgia. I was a kid at the time, and it was the best thing ever. It's like no, legitimately, it's it, it is the best thing ever. If <laughs> you know, if you are trying to introduce someone to wrestling, yeah, this is the show. And if Absolutely. they don't like this, then they're just not going to get it. Yeah, no, I think that's a very, very fair. Yeah, because it has everything. It has the ridiculous hardcore. It has the silly comedy. It has the sports entertainment. It has the great matches. Like everything's there. Yeah, and I think that's fair. Um, But yeah, so go on, man. What's your second one? Okay, so (laughs) following on from our, our kind of our Undertaker stuff, I'm going to say the Undertaker's various moments so not the not the matches not the full thing but the undertaker's various moments have been amazing so wrestlemania 9 one of the worst wrestlemanias but the undertaker's entrance drawn out on that carriage with the huge vulture on the staff beside him amazing stuff um is it wrestlemania 25 is it when he comes out when um all the hands are clawing at him from... That's what Punk, isn't it? Oh. No, Punk was the... Well, all the caskets. Yeah, that, that, that was, I can't remember which one it was exactly. Yeah, but, but he, the hands are amazing. All yeah. these hands reaching up to drag him to hell are incredible. And then, this is the controversial bit, I think the hanging of the boss man, terrible match, and we'll get to it, absolute stinker, possibly one of the worst Mania matches ever. Mm. but the brood descending down, the way they frantically tear at the cage, dropping the noose in, and then that disturbingly realistic yeah. ha- hanging yeah. is, um, I think, visually, like, put it in a in a video package. I think that's incredible. Fair. No, that's so fair. The, so the Undertaker's moments have been, even, like, recent ones, like uh, the match with Roman Reigns was mm. dreadful. But my God, when he got in the ring and he took his gloves and his hat off and he laid them down and he walked off. Oh, my God. You're watching that with a lump in your throat, you know? No, that's very fair. That's very fair. Um, okay. Um, God, it's so hard. It's so hard to choose just one more because, you know, I only have one more. I know. Uh, I have a couple here as well. I'm trying to figure out which one to. Okay. I get, Okay. I have to go with um, Austin winning. Uh, his first wrestler, his first title against uh, Shawn Michaels. Oh, have to. I mean, you want to talk about the culture changing <sighs> to happen? Mike Tyson being there, ripping off the DX shirt, and oh, just we can't do it justice because we're not there. But when you go back, I think the only way you really do it is the way we've been doing WrestleMania 15, where you're watching all the shows, building up to it, and you're catching. You're, it's actually, it's not even enough to watch it on its own. Yeah, yeah. you have to. You have to watch it. See the build. The build. Yeah, exactly. And I think they they changed 
what wrestling could be to making it the biggest thing on the planet. And that's what WrestleMania can do. Look, I know AEW has its shows, you know, TNA's had its amazing shows. WrestleMania is the only show that can change culture if it's done right. And it's happened a couple yeah. of times, like a handful of times, maybe four times. This was one of them. And it wasn't even because the, 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 that mania wasn't good. But this moment was, and this match was actually very good. It was actually even, it's one of my favorite finishes as well. You know where yeah. he goes for sweet chin music, he catches the legs, spins them around into yeah. the... Into the, the stunner. In fact, it's such a famous thing that that's actually uh, like a secret, um, or maybe not a secret, a bonus animation that they put into No Mercy. Yeah. If you can reverse the switching music, you get that yep. reverse. Like that's how big that moment on its own is. But the yep. the mat, yeah, it's just it's another brilliant pick. Um, okay, to round it off, and then we'll go to break. All right. So again, we only have the three. So I've been grappling between. <clears throat> ah, I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, well, I've been grappling between Brett versus Owen which is, I think, the wholesome, good, honest choice. And I could talk about that match for half an hour. But I think if we're talking about mania, because Brett's career was amazing, but it wasn't actually always, wasn't actually always around for a lot of the manias. Um, you have to give him his due. I know we don't like it, but Hogan's big matches, man. <sighs> Hogan Andre. No. Hogan Warrior. No. Hogan Rock. No, they're not. They're not technical classics. They're not great matches, but they are. I mean, you're huge right. Events. You're right, but still huge moments. Those crowds are insane. They're absolutely rabid. Like when Hogan slams Andre, that's like, like that crowd is losing their goddamn minds. Yeah. Same with the Hogan Warrior match. Like we likened it to the Reigns Zayn match from mm. last month in that the match itself was fairly basic and structured, but the crowd was so hot. Everyone was behind it. Hogan Rock at WrestleMania uh, 19, is it? 19. Yeah, 18, like 18. 18. 18, yeah, at the WrestleMania 18. Um, I mean, look, he's a politic and He's screwed my goddamn hero out of what should have been his passing of the torch. He's, I mean, we all know about all the other stuff he's gotten up to <laughs> outside of wrestling. Yeah. But you got to give the man his Jews. When you're talking about WrestleMania, he is who they built it on the back of. Mm. And some of those big moments are undeniably just momentous. Okay. We'll leave it there. Martin, uh, I mean, I agree with you, but we are out of time. Uh, it's a bad taste in your mouth. <laughs> it did, yeah. So, folks, if you disagree or agree with our picks, you have about a day to 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 uh, to register your display your displeasure because we will be live on Sunday. Um, and if you're listening to this on Phoenix FM, thank you so much. Please go over to nerdtoknowmedia.com to dressingrewind.com where you can find links to all the shows absolutely for free. Our Patreon's there as well where there's more bonus content and we'll be back after this short break to cover WrestleMania 15. You have nothing else to do on a Saturday. 
Do you like nerd things? Now check out Nerd to Know Basis here on Phoenix 92.5 FM, 5pm to 6pm, and then head over to nerdtoknowmedia.com for all of our shows as part of the Nerd to Know Media radio network. Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production. Alright everybody, and we're back here on the Wrestling Rewind, the only wrestling podcast for people who don't hate wrestling. Uh, it's WrestleMania season, so happy WrestleMania to everybody. Um, it is, are you hyped? No. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I might come around, I might come around with, 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 uh, by, the time we're, by the time we're live. Uh, I think so, I think those fireworks will go off and you'll see the big sign and I, I think the nostalgia will wash over you and you'll... I'm hoping, I'm hoping, because tomorrow I'm, gonna, I'm going to a gig and I'm going to come home and I'll probably be drunk enough to, to not... Oh, that's perfect <laughs> to, to not be worried, to not be going, oh, I hate him so much uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how you do it Yeah, exactly, I don't think that's a bad idea at all but, uh, See, your sound's so much cooler, you're going to, like, are you... I, Seeing the I'm, gig or are you playing? He, no, my mate's band are playing. I'm playing the, oh, the, the, the two weeks after. You're going to see your mate's band at a gig. You're going to have a few drinks, come home, watch WrestleMania. That sounds really cool. I'm going to go give a talk on the Civil War <laughs> and man, then come pretty, home and watch WrestleMania. That's also pretty cool. I'm not that's not lie, rock man. and roll, though. It's not rock and roll, you know? <laughs> uh, that's fair. That's fair. The, the point is, you know, have a couple of drinks, and I think that's the way to watch WrestleMania. I, I I love the fact it's over two nights. I know some people probably don't, but I'm like, I hated the twenty hours of WrestleMania where you're like, I please stop. I I can't watch anymore. And you're like, it start it would start at seven and finish at seven the next day, and you're like, why? <laughs> this is so excessive. It's so excessive. So I, I love that two nights. I don't like the two nights. Ah man, um, no, come on, no, we disagree. Oh, I, okay. If I was, agree if, with you about the 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 seven hour WrestleMania, like that's ridiculous. Uh, but I think what Mania should be is the absolute peak of the stories and the best of the best. Yeah, but they don't it. do that. But they don't do that. They pack it full of everything, so it has to be two nights, or else it's twelve hours. Yeah, Literally. I mean, like I, I, I think it, I think it dilutes it somewhat. Um, no, like fair. I don't like, I don't like the New Japan. Wrestle Kingdom two nights. Um, I think you have your you have your final. You know yeah. your your end of the season, your championship match. You have your you have your final. Um, I agree. Yeah, what they've been doing is absolutely padding it out. And I mean, on one hand, it's cool. Everybody gets a payday. Great, but I think Mania should be special. It should be the absolute the pay off the, the stories they've been telling mm. cut the fluff um like last year's mania was um was one really great night and one terrible night yeah. maybe apart from apart from one match um and i'm worried that this year's is going to be like there's a lot of looking at the card over two nights there's a lot of fluff on it and what i'm yeah. looking at is if you take all the fluff out you'd actually have one great show there but they've lost the ability. They've, they've lost the ability to do that. I mean, like, oh, even, yeah. this, even this WrestleMania, we're going to talk about. So we are going back into the time machine, folks. So, um, I this is our payoff for the well, how many shows we've we done at this point? <laughs> uh, pretty much since we accidentally just fell into the 
into the, the wonderful world of heat. Since you randomly got us to do a heat. <laughs> We're like, oh my God, I love that. Let's let's just keep watching this. <laughs> that's that's how we show plan, folks. We just randomly, you know, find stuff. And we but, decided to be nice to ourselves after doing a bloody year-long WCW uh, arc. Yeah, no, we had we had to be kind to ourselves, folks. You know, we had to had to give ourselves something good, you know. Um so I I'm I've never watched Obviously, I've never watched all this up to WrestleMania before. I mean, obviously, as a kid, you did, but it wasn't so consistent or concise to have it all there. Because obviously, you know, watching wrestling here, here, I mean, in Ireland, um, the way Ross and stuff were disseminating, he, you wouldn't see all of it. You'd see bits and pieces and then the pay-per-views. That's normal. I don't know. That was my experience. I don't know how your experience was now, obviously getting tapes and stuff like that as well. Mine was even even worse. I was out in rural Ireland um, and uh, if I had a pound for every time I heard the joke when I'd go to me dad, can we get Sky TV? And he'd walk me to the window and go, there's the Sky. <laughs> oh. oh, no. <laughs> um, so my wrestling, it actually took years and years for me to get to watch wrestling properly like um like in consecutive order because the way i watched wrestling for years was i would cycle out to the library in cross mcglen and mm. they would have uh vhs's and it might be SummerSlam 88 or it might be survivor series 94 like so i was just watching random bits and pieces um i think the most heartbreaking moment for me was a friend of mine came up to me one day in school and was like, oh, I have a Bret Hart DVD. I said, oh my God, that's class. So this is early days DVDs. I was like, that's brilliant. Yeah, can I get the end of it? And he gave it to me. And I thought it was either a wrestling, uh, like a compilation DVD or maybe just a pay-per-view he was on. But it turned out what he had was Wrestling with Shadows. Oh, no. I didn't even know. I didn't know that Montreal had happened. I didn't know that he wasn't even in the WWF any longer. Because like I say, my wrestling was being watched just hodgepodge, whatever whatever pay-per-views I get my hands it's on. Kind of, it's kind of like the early days when I start watching TNA on the wrestling channel, where I get random episodes of Impact. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's kind of what but it's like. Um... My God, I sat down and what is this wrestling with shadows? What the hell? I swear to God, my heart broke man i yeah. couldn't do you know i can't even i can't even watch that now that no that's fair um but yeah so that's that's the way i watch wrestling early on so it was the same as you i'd seen obviously clips bits and pieces but this has been really i've really enjoyed this consecutive proper watching the build up to uh to the show i'm the same it, it, it's made it feel like you can appreciate a lot of it. And I know we've kind of touched on the brawl for all when we did a special on it. That was fun too, because <laughs> how often do you do that? You don't. So, I mean, we're not going to talk about that on the show because we've already have, we've done like an hour and a half. So if you yeah. missed that, it's up on the feed. Um, and that's with James Chuprenny as well. So check that out. But, um, I mean, good look, old James, nice to get him uh, on the, yeah, I mean, I don't think he appreciated that we brought him on for slack, uh, for complete schlock, but I don't know. It was fun. <laughs> <laughs> we try to make a we try, we try to everyone have a good time here you know um but look the main the main the main push here is um if you've listened through the shows 
this is the biggest WrestleMania of all time. They say it several times, and it's kind of true. Um, it, it, it does kind of build up to a crescendo, um, which is Austin and The Rock meeting for the belt, um, uh, finally getting over Vince McMahon and all that kind of stuff. And you know, the, the stories weave through, and there are other payoffs to things like The Undertaker and his feud with Vince and stuff like that as well. Yeah. So. Let's start off. Um, of course, this is uh, March 28, 1999, from uh, Philadelphia in Pennsylvania, the first Union Center. And the tagline is The Raging Climax. <laughs> uh, do you think Which, when they do this stuff, do you think they know? Oh, they had to. They had to. Like, there's no way they were like. And the best part is, this is all in the middle of the time period during Vince's various. Yeah, sexual assault <laughs> allegations. So uh, the show opens up with a phenomenal video package. It's you know proper gravitas of what WrestleMania actually is. Then it goes, it, it's unbelievable. I mean, that's what it, WrestleMania. In fact, be. so this kind of tricked me because like I saw this mania when I was younger. Obviously, I loved it when I was younger because any wrestling I could get my hands on. But it's kind of well known as one of the one of the worst manias. Yeah, but it kicks off with oh my god. Fink, yeah, Howard Fink will welcome you to WrestleMania. I was like, instantly, I'm into this, yeah. And then that incredible uh video package from Classy Freddie Blassie, and I'm like, oh my god, what are people talking about? This is amazing, this is a brilliant WrestleMania, yeah. I, I'm glad you clarified because I realized I was like, I'm not talking about the boys to men singing America the Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's not what I'm talking about. But uh, yeah, no, th- that video package, I mean, that's what WrestleMania doesn't have anymore. And obviously they could have someone else in there, but it just makes it feel like, whoa, we're watching something very important here. And you don't really get that that much because they've they moved away from that betrayal of WrestleMania, um, which is a shame because like it makes it feel like, whoa, this is going to be, you know, this is not just a wrestling event. This is something way bigger. Um, it's yeah. strange as well that because this feels like it was big enough um, that they could have put this in a in a major venue. There's only twenty thousand people. Like it was in a it was in a a venue, not an arena. But mm. I mean, whew, this was like wrestling was really hot at the time. WWF in particular was really hot at the time, and this. Austin Rock feud was just like absolutely. I like charts. it though. No, I like it though. I mean, I don't really wrestling in a stadium. Sometimes is a bit silly, a bit, bit soulless, bit empty. Yeah, yeah. Like, this feels like everyone is there. It is jam packed, and they're ready to go. I, yeah, I, oh, no, I, no, I, like, I, I prefer this to be honest with you. I, I agree with you that it's from a viewer's point of view, it's yeah, it's a, an insane atmosphere because you've got that level of energy compacted into a small space. I'm, I'm just surprised that. Everton was so big, it would be mm. another two years before they'd go. But they weren't right, pu- but they weren't publicly traded yet. That's a good point. Yeah. Didn't even you think know, of that. They weren't publicly traded yet. So I mean, they were just like, hey, let's just let's just do a good show, which is what they did, you know. Um, it starts off with so look, you say it's a bad WrestleMania, and it kind of is, but it also has some absolute gems. It opens up at one of them. Though one of the most bizarre hardcore matches of all time. A triple threat hardcore match. Hardcore Holly defeats Al Snow with head. And Billy Gunn, who walks in as the champion. The most un- unlikely should, hardcore champion. We should of all say time. he defeats him with head 
the mannequin head he carries around. He, he didn't defeat him with a head. <laughs> no, he didn't. He didn't. Although, he, if you have to lose a match, that's the way it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're talking about I'll, we're talking about I'll, the mannequin match. The, the, I'll the put you over. Match. I'll put you over, brother. But I have some stipulations. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, yeah. So this match is, to my knowledge, um, the first time the belt was defended at a WrestleMania. The yep. first time it was defended in a triple threat match. And uh, yeah, it's 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 an interesting match because like everyone in there can actually wrestle. Billy Gunn is he's just about to like nineteen ninety nine would be the beginning of his the beginning and end of his push, let's say, to being a superstar, <laughs> and it just doesn't happen. So he begins the year really as the hardcore champion. <laughs> and that's you know, it already starts running, you know, off the radar, but uh, this is is mainly an Al Snow, Bob Holly match, and it's a very very good one. Uh, these lads are able to work the hardcore WWE hardcore style better than, than really anyone. Um, I, I I don't know. I really enjoy this. It's it, it's not too, you know, hit with random object, but it has enough to keep it entertaining. Um, there's some vicious spots in this uh, on the outside. A lot of this match actually takes place outside. Um, I, I do personally enjoy the when he picks up the hockey stick because they're in the Philadelphia Flyer <laughs> Stadium. I, I just, I've always appreciated that. Uh, so, uh, yeah, what do you think of this one, though, man? I mean, look, it, it, it sets up a lot. It gets out, it gets the belt off Billy Gunn, which it, it really, he never should have won that belt. I, no. I genuinely believe that. Um, and it, it's on a much better champion after. I thought this was a perfect WrestleMania opener. There's two kind of schools of thought of how you open show. You know, do you open it with something low level, a little bit of fun, warm the crowd up, or do you open it with like, do the way sometimes now they open with a really big match to get mm. the crowd kicked off? I think this is a perfect opener. It was a really fun match. The crowd was super hot. Like they were ready for anything when this started because Al Snow walks out to one of the loudest pops of the night. Oh, yeah. They, and and he has, he has, if you're looking at the signs as well, he has a massive coverage of signs. Oh, yeah. I think that's a mixture of people loving the gimmick and loving him, but also it's the first match of the night. Like, if any music had played, that crowd was going was gonna to jump for it. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, like that's you say, fair. I really, really prefer this era. Um the WWF style of hardcore over the WCW style, yeah. which is very, like you say, just throw around whatever random objects, lots of punch, kick, walk, punch, kick, walk to the next thing. No, this was a really good mix of wrestling with like, you got your ludicrous weapons and stuff thrown in. And then like you say, some really vicious spots, even some real simple ones that um, suplex hardcore Holly does to Al Snow on the outside. Oh, it's vicious. Like, it looked like it killed both of them. Like yeah. it was, I actually, the impact of it was so great. I was, I was eating Doritos at the time and I, I looked up and I must've been looking down at the bag to get my hand well in there, see if there was any left. Um, and the impact, I only caught the end of it that he hit the ground with. I had to wind it back. Cause I thought he must've suplexed them off the ring. No outside. It was just no, a snap it was just, suplex. Yeah. It was just a vicious suplex. Um, but yeah, great opener. 100% agree with you. Unfortunately, this is where we start hitting the dregs. So earlier on in the night, there was a, a battle royale. 
to determine uh, the number one contenders for the WWF Tag Team Champions Championship, which is held by uh, Double J and Owen Hart. D.O. Brown wins for some reason with Test. Uh, so we have uh, Test, D.O. and Test uh, come out separately, which is never a good start. Te- I just have to call out Test shirt where it says, um, guns don't kill people, I kill people. <laughs> Test is terrible. Uh, <laughs> I don't mind. I really like Test later on. He 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 gets Bukley status uh, in the middle of the year. Oh. But at this point, he's just a like a jobber. Sub, sub Bukley. Oh man, he is a jobber to the stars, and the star in this case is Double J. Uh, this match lasts four minutes. It is a sorry. No, this yeah, four minutes. It's a bad four minutes. Um. Deborah, the most memorable thing about this is Deborah comes out wearing items, and uh, <laughs> Jerry Lawler nearly has a stroke. <laughs> so, oh, he, he and he doesn't stop talking about it then. For the no, he he's in full Mark Madden uh, mode <laughs> all the way through. He's only sort of making that weird noise uh, for people that don't know who might be listening to this for the first time. Uh, Martin, please explain the uh, the Mark Madden mode reference. <laughs> so Mark Madden was perhaps the leeriest man who ever lived um, and would make just like not even like playful comments or like uh, like sort of sexually charged comments just make really uncomfortable comments <laughs> about women when they were wrestling just stuff where if your friend said it you'd be like hey lad what are you calm down you know walk back a bit <laughs> but he eventually just transcended all all language his leeriness <laughs> transcended language uh, hit its peak uh, i think it was was it major guns and yes. um major guns and someone else but uh during the match with major guns someone gets rolled up and there's a, a kind of an awkward angle during the roll-up where somebody's arse is very close to somebody else's face and mark madden can't even summon the words all that you can hear <laughs> over the commentary dress because <laughs> and that's it I turned it off went and had a shower <laughs> <Just>. <laughs> oh god it, it is one of the most uncomfortable I've ever been watching Wrestlemania watching yeah. wrestling in general and, so uh, yeah. give it to King he's he's uh, he's very much um, like a, a, what do you call those movies from the 60s um Oh, I can't even think of the name now. Do you know the type of movie I'm on about where the, the comedies would be like, oh, oh like, the, car- the carry, carry on. on. Yeah. Carry on so, movie, yeah. So you can edit that so I don't sound like an idiot trying to remember. <laughs> so uh, Lawler is very kind of carry on comedy, yeah. whereas Mark Madden is very much a sexual predator. <laughs> the character, the character that he played the on character. television, not the man who writes the comedy. We have to be careful <laughs> with this because. You know, so the character that he played on WCW television came off one way, not the actual man himself. I'm I'm pretty sure. You know. <laughs> do, you, do you ever watch the the It Crowd? The IT Crowd? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, watch? yeah, yeah so yeah. there's a great bit in it where Renum um, uh, has to go through this HR course, and he ends up getting these trousers that electrocute him if he gets like uh, you know aroused in any way. It's a great <laughs> line. God. Damn these electric sex pants. <laughs> I would love to get a pair of them and put them on Lawler when he's 
<laughs> oh, when he's man. commentating because I think that would be hilarious. hilarious. No, and I mean it, it. It does take over the whole match. The whole match is literally in service of King just being out of control. Like it's so bad, but the match itself is absolute garbage too. So, so like, like, so no, no, go on ahead. I was going to say it's like it's a shame because you have Own Heart. Like what a fall from grace, by the way. Um, oh, I did not, yeah. you know, just from WrestleMania, like going from wrestling his brother to to this, um, and and then Double J's there, and they're not even wrestling an actual team. Like I understand. Actually, no, I don't understand why they did it. I don't yeah, know. I don't know bizarre. why they did it. I, I was going to say, oh, I get away. No, I don't. I mean, they brought back the Legion of Doom about two, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Why not bring them out? Would that not be a cool match? Oh, I think it would be. The Legion it, of Doom versus the, I'm winning the tag belts. Oh, Make you happy. You know? Look, even if you only do four minutes with the Legion of Doom, like you get that, that entrance pop, you know, the jackets, you'd get a yep. moment out of it. Like, I, I there's several either matches or moments during this whole card that make absolutely no goddamn sense to me. So the only reason I can think to have this is because they wanted to have the PMS uh, storyline where they screw over D'Lo yet again. Yeah, uh, I mean... And Test is just there. Like, being... we've, been, we've been watching that in the build-up, but, like, did it ever feel like people were, like, really into that? Were... No, I mean, I, at no point, at no point, am I watching this going? Oh yeah. Here's here's the thing. So we we kick off with Howard Finkel, brilliant. Freddie Blassie video, oh great stuff. A really good, like perfect opening WrestleMania match. For the next hour, this show just feels like a like a pretty crappy episode of Raw. Yeah, it just kind of dies to death, and after that, it goes it goes into the the uh, un, until we get to X Pac and Shane. Yeah. This is really dreadful. Yeah, and it, it, that includes it includes obviously the brawl for all, which we've talked about. It includes the, the and Butterbean obviously wins. Uh, the yeah. Big Show defeats Mankind by disqualification. So the winner would be the special guest referee. referee. So, you know, this whole time we've been watching it, Mick Foley has been the referee and he's been screwed at every step across the way. And then it's, but, you know... So- yeah, so we're we'll, we'll skipping over the brawl for all then, um, uh, which is dreadful. But go and listen to our episode in it. Yeah, um, yeah, Big Show versus Mick. I mean, there's just so in, in terms of stuff I don't understand. This match is full of it. Yeah, um, this, this match like is a... just—it's bizarre. It's bizarre. It has uh, a bump with Vince where he, you know, attacks him. It has like Mick being killed with chairs. It's like I can't make sense of the, I can't make sense of this match at all. It just no. feels like a raw angle. This should actually you know what this should have been done on heat. Clear, yeah, cleared up well well before yeah. the bloody show. Look, yeah. there's, there's loads about this I don't understand. I don't understand why the mankind character, like that incredible underdog hero, you know, who was like fighting for the title at one stage who was going toe-to-toe with the Undertaker at one stage why he's so desperate to be a referee like it makes no sense to me Um, it makes no sense to me to use the big show like this like I mean like we laugh now about the big show but at the time he was a really hot commodity who they'd stolen away from WCW like could have made a monster out of him 
just did nothing. Um, it makes no sense in terms of the actual booking. Like, Earl Hebner sits and watches him flail McFoley with a chair and does nothing. But then when he slams him onto a chair, it's a DQ. Yeah. But it's well established in wrestling that if you don't hit someone with something, if you put someone on something or throw them on something, that's not considered hitting them with it. So that's not a DQ. Yeah. You know, um, so that just made no sense to me. And then you have Mick Foley, who built his entire career on being battered to hell and getting up and walking out. Like he got thrown off the cell the year previous and he rolls off the 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 stretcher and walks out. Um, and now he's been hospitalized because he gets a choke slam. Uh, just everything about this just left a. I was just sitting there going, why? Yeah, it, I don't know. I genuinely don't know. I think they were doing it obviously to, like, this is a very story heavy WrestleMania. And a story, like, it takes precedent. And even still, man, we've talked about it. Like, you know, even the worst match, the, the shortest match, the Butter Bean match, right? And we use that match very loosely. It was 35 seconds, right? Most Most matches were like 20 seconds on Raw. So. The story was important, and I think that's why that's the difference between this WrestleMania and like a modern WrestleMania, where it's going to be a 15-minute Mac classic, or even a 15-minute terrible match, but it's still going to be. But but a I'm match. okay. You I'm know? okay with the storylines taking precedence on Raw because Raw is the weekly show. It it's to it, this is still the pay-per-view era, so it's to build interest to get you to buy the pay-per-view, and the pay-per-view is where you pay it off. So I, I like I don't even get that for this because like fair enough, do your short matches, do your angle heavy stuff on mm. the weekly show. But man, this is the this is the final, this is the payoff, you know? Yeah. Uh just so we're no. we had I, the tag match yeah. and then brawl for all and then big show Mick. And at this point I'm like, oh now now I remember why people hate this show. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> well again, they shouldn't have been shocked. Because we've been watching the shows and why they've been good. It's like, what did you think was going to happen? These guys have never actually had a decent match or it's so convoluted, which is what happened next where uh, Road Dog comes out. Massive pop, by the way. Oh, uh, more than he deserves. Um, well, he's a former world. He's a former number one contender. How dare you? Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you'll never let that go. <laughs> no, because it's the most unbelievable thing that's ever happened. It really is. Um, the Road Dog defeats Gold Dust with the Blue Mini and Ryan Shamrock, uh, Ken Shamrock and Val Venus. Now, this match, while it's not a phenomenal match, it, it is actually a very, very serviceable match, to be fair. It's about, what, 10 minutes? About 10 minutes. And, um, I mean, you have Val Venus, who is always a dab hand, uh, Val, um, Ken Shamrock. And Goldust, and I mean, that speaks for themselves, you know. Um, Venus is definitely 100% in my Bahuli stable. Oh, I think that's fair. I think that, that really is fair. Here's the thing I was shocked by, and I mean, I, I, so they build, they build that, that uh, Ryan Shamrock is this, you know, thing to be, you know, to, to be really built up on as like the most beautiful woman ever and she she is very much an item to be fought over because that oh, is how they incredibly desirable praise yeah that's yeah. how they that's how they portray her they portray her as a thing not a person with feelings um 
and she comes out dressed like she's going shopping for like <laughs> you know, going to spar like and being like hey I'm just going to get some milk do you want something instead of being like you know what I mean and I, I know that's a weird thing to say but I'm like well, well at least she was dressed like an American woman running to spar and not a Belfast woman running to spar <laughs> which is pajamas well I mean fair but the thing about it is it's like I I was shocked by this because I was kind of like, okay, what? Like, you know what I mean? Like, the, I, uh, yeah. Like Deborah comes out just randomly dressed like that, you know? To be, she comes out. She's supposed like that's her gimmick to be the prize. Yeah. <laughs> and and you know and again, if you're think about the advantage that Goldust would have had over yeah. uh, over Ken Shamrock if she had to come out wearing you know something really low cut or revealing or whatever, he would have freaked it. I mean, that could have been the gimmick, but it's just, like, they didn't think Yeah, like, him, him trying to, like, cover her up or something. Yeah, I mean... Like a, yeah, that would have been... You know, I, I don't think they thought about this, like, f- for a long period of time. And remember, it's not a... Sorry, it's not a fade of forward match. It's a four-corners elimination match. Oh, my God. So this So it's even thing, more convoluted. This whole thing is... Right. So what happens is, it's a four-way match, but there's only two wrestlers allowed in at a time and it's an elimination format. So you have to tag in and out, even though there's a singles winner. But what happens is that um, it's uh, uh, Venus and Venus and Shamrock end up like um, outside the ring squabbling and they get both of them get counted out, which is yep. just dumb on its own. Yep. But what I want to know is like, what... So if that hadn't happened, if say uh, Val Venus had been pinned, what next? Yeah, well, two guys in the ring and one. Yeah, gay. no. So, so, the, so the way this <laughs> so the way this works is that's it. Like it's two guys in the ring and they have to tag out, and then it's a silly, silly it's, way to do this. It may, it's why? A, why not just so book a goddamn four-way elimination? Like why? Why do this convoluted? I don't know. Look, at least the Blue Meanie got a WrestleMania appearance, which... He did. I'm fair, fair play to him. I like the Blue Meanie. He, he got there before RVD. Yeah. Which is <laughs> unbelievable when you think about it. He got there before Tommy Dreamer. He got there before the Hardys. <laughs> oh, my God. That's right. Yeah. I know. It's unbelievable. Um, it re- genuinely is unbelievable that they had the Hardys on the show and the Blue Meanie gets a, a main slot WrestleMania appearance. Do you know what? So I'm going to say it. Go on. Get Blue Meanie in the Hall of Fame. Stop. No, you can't. No. <laughs> Why? Get him in there. <laughs> There's far worse people in the Hall of Fame. This is a guy, right, he's not, I wouldn't put him in the Hall of Fame on the merit of his work in WWF. I'd okay. put him in the Hall of Fame on the fact that he managed to get into WWF and get on to WrestleMania. Like, Okay, I'll give you that. That's that's an unlikely. That's yeah. a. There's a brilliant, like, documentary to be made about the Blue Meanie. Uh, I'll I'll give you that. Actually, I'd watch it as well. Yeah. Um, but the storyline here, um, coming out is is that Goldust and um, like after the match, Goldust and uh, the Blue Meanie have a fight with Ryan Shamrock. Ryan Shamrock is blamed for Goldust losing the match, and it seems like uh, Goldust and the Blue Meanie are now a couple. And Ryan Shamrock <laughs> has no couple. Uh, so assuming Ken Shamrock has one question mark, question mark, question mark. Because he's um, already because Val Venus has yeah. rejected her. 
So unless she I goes, mean, with, unless she goes to the Road Dog, which would be well, the only one she hasn't gone to out of that. Ken Shamrock was really angry because his sister uh, had a consensual relationship with Val Venus, and then had a consensual relationship with Goldust. So yeah, now that she's been dumped and she's <laughs> single, I assume Ken Shamrock has in this weird world gotten what he wants. <laughs> That's what I mean. I'm like, is this what we're supposed to think? <laughs> is Ken Shamrock going home going, well, look, I didn't I didn't win the battle, but I won but, the war. No, no, I didn't win the title, but here's the real prize. Yeah, and it's the real prize. You're like, Ken, that's your sister, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean... Again, just... the character Ken Shamrock, not the man who actually married this woman in real life. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, this is look. It's like you say. You said the actual wrestling pretty serviceable. You've got three really good wrestlers in there. Dude, and Ro- if, and I think you have four really good wrestlers. Road Dog can put together a good match. <laughs> just, just, okay. this, this, just, this isn't one of them. Yeah, really. Former number one contender. Sorry, <laughs> was Goldust yeah. the number one contender? No, he wasn't. Was Val Venus the number one contender? No, he wasn't. Uh, gold, like we have to be honest, Road Dog did technically come within three seconds of being the world champion. That's it with the um, Rock, with the great one, <laughs> with the great one <laughs> on Raw during <laughs> on... its peak. I mean, man, it, I I love the fact that he didn't even know that he like he was just like, oh whoa, okay, that's the thing that happened. Um, oh yeah, he tweeted it out like, oh man, I forgot about this. <laughs> so. I, I, I'm just looking ahead here. Uh, so after that, there was uh, the the match with Kane and Triple H, right? Well, so just before that, <laughs> there's a segment in which, so earlier in the night, the big show uh, punches Vince McMahon. Yes. Although he starts to choke slam him and then he stops. And then he, like, why wouldn't you just do the choke slam? But ugh, never mind. Um, so. Vince wants the Big Show arrested. So before the Kane Triple H match, the Big Show gets arrested and put in the tiniest car. <laughs> I think that was on purpose. He's I think that there. was on purpose. He's sitting in the back with his, with his knees up to his chest and his head at a 90 degree angle along the ceiling of the car. This was the largest vehicle I could afford. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, oh, I think I think we're I think we're up to five Simpsons references. We're flying. Oh, absolutely! Just hucking through them. Um, but no, the reason why I want to skip ahead is because I, I am fa- I'm fast forwarding through this just to make sure my notes are right. And um, there's a sign during the Kane Triple H match. Did you see it? Oh, I saw a few. Are we? We're over the oh, hour now. Yeah, we're over the hour. We're on. Okay. Yeah. So. So I saw the I saw the Ito salad. Setting. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> there's there one, a few choice. There's one specifically which I can't believe isn't blurred or removed because I mean they remove ridiculous ones from WCW, and this one is on the hard camera, and it's 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 what they're calling Kane the whole time. Uh, did you is it on your list or do you want me to? No, I don't have it. Go. What is it's, it? You know the way you're. It's like big red R word. Big, big red retard. And you're like, oh my god, it's on the hard camera. If you guys think I'm lying, it, go of into one it's on hour. The hard, hard camera. Jerry Lawler says that multiple times um, in the bill. Like in a couple of the raw matches, Jerry Lawler has said that. I just can't believe that it's 
not removed. It's 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 on the hard camera side, and you just can't, it's there the whole match. Yeah, they, they, someone <laughs> made that sign at home, and said, you know what? It's brilliant. This this will age well. <laughs> I have to say, like, and and I'll. I don't like to generalize. Maybe it's because WCW is more of the southern, uh, southern based, and maybe they're a wee bit less progressive in the southern states. But like, it wouldn't even make the top ten of our most offensive WCW signs. No, it wouldn't. But that's a whole other tier, man. Like, <laughs> I just think it's just unhinged. They just don't care. They're like, we're just gonna do whatever you want. In WDB, it's it's a little bit more restrained. To be fair, um, I don't really know why, but that is just crazy to see it like that. It's on the network. Like time is what it is, but the fact it's on the network and what they have censored compared oh, to just letting this go, it's yeah, unbelievable. The, the fact they've they've combed through this and blur out any sign that in any way is like pro WCW or anti WWF. <laughs> They're going through that. Yeah, oh, WCW's about to burn that out. Yeah, oh, WWF is an authentic man, fierce red and Big red retard. Yeah, that's grand. That's grand. (laughs) 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 Oh, my God. It's it's just so, like, it just takes you back a bit. You're like, there's no way that would be allowed. Even (laughs) near the arena nowadays. Never mind. You'd be thrown out. Like, God, do you remember someone held up a, like a, it wasn't even directly transphobic, but it was like hinting uh, at it um, during a uh, Naila Rose match. Oh, and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They got thrown out, and not only thrown out, but they got blasted on Twitter then. Everton. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I'm amazed they haven't discovered this yet. I mean, you could have a Twitter account for years just going through this. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, um, and, and the whole thing about Twitter is, Twitter doesn't care if something happened 20 years ago. Twitter never lets it go. Never. You know? So, yeah, it's, it's, it's astonishing. Maybe we should, mo- should we set up like a fake, like really, really woke, righteous indignation <laughs> account and just start like railing, against, <laughs> railing against wrestling in the 90s? We might have to, like as a joke. And then, see, we joke about this stuff and then it doesn't become a joke, like the Patreon. Yeah, we should do. We should. That's what we should do, and we should. Um, we should do this and say, look, we're going to, we're going to start a campaign to get the WWE Network to go back and to edit out all these signs. <laughs> and if you want to help us do that, subscribe to our Patreon, and the link, <laughs> the link will redirect them to the Xbox Euro. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that would work as well. That would that would actually one hundred percent work, but um. Uh, it'd be hilarious but then the thing about it is then they'd edit the network and you'd be the most hated person ever yeah, yeah. Fans, so it's I'm, I'm, I'm a big proponent of something happened in an old TV show an old movie or old wrestling put, put a warning at the start or say something like look this was made at a time of different attitudes but don't don't edit history yeah no I mean that's, I'm the same I'm the same that's 1984 yeah, yeah no I'm the same it's just kind of like, like yeah, I, nothing ever comes from editing that because the thing about it is stuff changes and opinions change. And sometimes, they could, you know, if you're doing that, you're you're just end up removing stuff. And it's just, you know, put a warning up. But like, yeah. even with this, it's like, it's just so jarring, you know, because not for what it is. Obviously, what it is, is is just shocking to see. But the fact that on the same show, they will edit a WCW sign and you're like, <laughs> it's 
Why? Just leave it alone. <laughs> and it'll be the most benign. Like, so we've done this uh, in some of the previous arcs we've done. Like, I've gone through different angles where you can kind of make out what half the science is, and then different angles where you can kind of make out what the other half the science is, and you can piece it together. You mm. know, because they blur it out, and you're like, oh my god, they blurred it out. That must say something like, really incredibly bad. offensive, or yeah. blah blah blah. And it's just doesn't. You know, because to the left of it, there's a perfectly visible, you know, homophobic slur. <laughs> to the right of it, there's a perfectly visible ethnic slur. So <laughs> this, the blurred out this, this must be terrible. And then you work it out and it's like, you know, Goldberg WC- better than Austin. Austin, yeah. It's, or WCW, or Nitro's better Nitro than rules. Or, or something like that. And you're like, well. It's just... But, uh, but the, okay, so two things about this match, the match itself. The match itself is actually all right. It's funny, I didn't realize Triple H actually had so much interaction with the Brothers of Destruction because he has this match with Kane, right? And then the next, he, WrestleMania 2000 happens, which is his own thing. Then a year later, he has a match with The Undertaker, which actually wasn't counted in the streak for like, has been like, it wasn't acknowledged for years for some reason. Because he had a mat- two matches with Taker after, like a couple of years later, um, so it's just interesting that like tri- in, on Triple H's ascent to the main roster, the Brothers of Destruction are like very much there. Um, the match itself, it's okay. Uh, China comes out and gives Kane the stairs, and it's all very elementary at that point. Um, it's all it's all very raw. It's, it's all very raw. Yeah, I mean, raw. Kane does eventually get the upper hand here, but it's it's, it's not you, it's not a good showing from from anyone really. You know, I'll it's, a, it's, what, it's a good raw match. Go on. I will, in, in terms of it not being a good showing for anyone, I, I will slightly disagree there. This is Kane's early days. Yeah. So maybe it's before he. Sorry, there's a there's a sign I I, I have to call out here as well. It says I Go mark for I mark for Triple H, and the guy's wearing <laughs> Triple H's hat and everything. I'm like, oh man. I mark for him too. So there was I, another. I appreciate great, this guy. There's another great saying during the previous match that just said, "Val Venus, enter me." Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> oh God! You know the worst uh, part. The worst part about that is, it's like someone left the house with that sign and walked yeah. through the street. Imagine being in like a subway or something before the show, <laughs> and you just have the sign. And people like, are looking at it, and you're like, "On wrestling fans going." Is is this is that a biblical verse or? <laughs> Good sir, what part of the Bible can I find that in? This is, I believe that's Deuteronomy. <laughs> or or what are you protesting? Who is this Valvinus man? <laughs> oh god. Um. Yeah. So what I will say is, his early days, Cain. Um. Yeah. He is actually bumping. He yeah, yeah. takes some savage bumps into the stairs. He does a dive over the top rope. Like, Kane, who normally you'd think he was a Fabergé egg, he, he hates to, to bump so much, um, is actually doing great. And I'm watching this going, come on, Kane, you're really, come on, Glenn, you're really putting the effort you're, in. You're, you're in really... for a tree. You're in for I, a tree because no, Kane's but... work in this two, two or three years is actually unbelievable. Um. And I'm almost like, I'm almost like, eh, it's not a great match. It's fine. Perfectly fine match. But I'm Ends so with disqualification, which is so, ridiculous. Oh, well, I get to Second that. Second of the night. Sorry, but it's, I'm so impressed with Kane's pumping. 
And then I'm like, all right, this is it. Show me, show me that you can do it. Triple H gets him up for the pedigree. I'm like, come on, Kane. Like, I'm, I've been so pleased with this whole match. Show me what you can do it. No, he puts the knee down for the pedigree. It's like, ah, oh. uh. oh, I was so, you were so close. <laughs> um, he takes, he takes the worst pedigree. He does, yeah. Um, but uh, but I would argue worse than the pedigree is the quote unquote payoff. China and Triple H are a couple again for some reason, um, and Kane is left in the ring, devastated. Um, yeah, it's. I yeah. I just don't understand it because it, it would be a couple of you know a couple of months now. China uh, Triple H would be kayfabe dating. And married to Stephanie, and then in real life, married to Stephanie or dating Stephanie. So it's like, what's the payoff here? I mean, I don't know. Well, I know what the payoff is, but it just just it didn't feel like a good WrestleMania moment. It just felt like a raw moment, or or and I don't mean this as a dig, or a heat moment because heat was a pretty big show at this point. You know, it didn't feel like a big pay per view. Heat bloody look. A lot of these stories have been built on heat. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, apart from the the heat, literally, basically the WrestleMania pre-show, um, mm. and I know you reviewed it for us the other week very briefly, just because it's it's just a battle royale, literally. Um, but apart from that one, like heat has been a fully a part of all the big angles, all the uh, all, all the, the top, major angles. top stars. Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. It's actually, it's actually mad when SmackDown comes along. Just how far he falls. Oh, it, it falls off a cliff, like completely. <laughs> it just, it, it's like it goes from being a much watched show to a show that, like, they're like, oh yeah, we have to do this. All right, bye. You know. Um. So look, the next match is dire. It's so bad. It's so bad. I don't even want to talk about it. To be honest, unless you have something, like Sable defeats Tory in one of the worst matches I have ever seen. Ever seen? Yeah. Ever. Roller- seen. Would have been killed if he'd been wearing the electric sex pants. <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't make it any better. The actual whole, and then it ends with this weird person who, I, I've never seen a, like, I remember as a kid being like, there's, there's a, before you, go, there's a moment here. I'm just gonna let you talk. I'm not gonna interrupt you. Go on. But I just want to see. No, I'm not gonna say what it is till the end. I just want to see if you picked up on it as well. So you, you go ahead with what you were gonna do. So there's this person that shows up. And I don't know who it is. I still, I still don't know who it is. Was it Nicole Blast, wasn't it? Yeah. I yeah. don't know who that person is. And I don't know what they were trying to do. I don't know what the story was. Sable is atrocious. Poor Tori, who actually is quite good, is trying to work her to a match and is basically wrestling a sack of potatoes. Um, and, then she is... does, and then this woman comes out and nothing happens. Well, grabs, she, grabs Tori she, by the hair, basically costs her the match. She actually gets a pretty impressive body press. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and then I don't know. I I don't know what they were trying to imply, or like it just feels weird. Even twenty three years later, twenty four years later, it still feels just bizarre. So we might get answers on Raw. Like, what what do you think about this whole? Thing. So there's a couple of things. So 
Nicole Blast, the woman who came out, um, I don't know what happened to her in the future because I, do I. I, I don't like to look ahead. Like I, I'm genuinely enjoying Raw, so I just want to watch it as it happens. But she was quite famous as a female bodybuilder, but also she was a regular guest on the Howard Stern show. Oh, so possibly like it was. She was maybe well known at the time. Oh, that makes sense. So she would come on because she does look um, not traditionally feminine, is how we we'll put it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's and fair. She would come on the Howard because she's like a bodybuilder, and she would come on the Howard Stern show, and apparently she would like strip, and she had like a porn career, and she was. And okay, here's another thing that could happen, right? I don't disagree with you, but I'm just out there looking up now. So tragically, she did die in 2017 at 52, which is, damn, that's young. This is in Philadelphia. She was in ECW. Ah, there you go, yeah. So, but what's weird about it is, I, I, I don't think she because she she apparently she gets sexually harassed in WWE by the Brooklyn Brawler. <laughs> she looks like she could rip the Brooklyn Brawler in half. Absolutely. I mean, I wouldn't mess with her, but yeah, I mean, not I, that, I, that makes it okay. But no, it does it's not. Very at all. strange. Well, it's strange. Yeah, of all of all the people like the Brooklyn Brawler, um, allegedly, of course, it was Toronto Court in two thousand five and two thousand three. But yeah, I don't know what they're trying to imply. Because now that I know some context that it's an ECW thing, but then again, WWE don't really care, but do care about ECW. Maybe that's what it was. I it's would imagine still it's, very weird. It's I would so imagine weird. The ECW thing would be, she'd be known to the real hardcore wrestling fans, but I would imagine the main thing is her role in the Howard Stern show. I'd say that's why they okay. the brought her in. Because not only is she famous outside of wrestling which they love but she's famous for kind of ooh, risque reasons which mm. like we're we're buried into the attitude era here so they love yeah. anything uh in terms of this match I, I had a couple of notes uh tory's outfit <laughs> is wild i honestly she's like gozer <clears throat> she's like gozer so, from ghostbusters so I, I, I didn't even think of Gozer, but now that you've said that, that's I can't get that out of my head. When she first came out, I was like, that Are is you either... Keymaker? <laughs> that is either, when she came out, I was thinking, that is either a Thundercats reference, or she arrived with no gear, and all they could find was Giant Gonzalez's old costume, mm. and they stuck that on her, because it, like, it looks like a version of Giant Gonzalez's costume. Um, I kept a note during the night, um, and I call it my "shut up, Cole" list. So <laughs> several times during the night, Michael Cole thing said things that made me sitting in my sitting room on my own watching this verbally out loud say "shut up, Cole," just shut up, just in case you know, he heard you. <laughs> so at one stage, from the so future. One, <laughs> at one stage during the match Sable and Tori are wrestling outside and Cole says and Sable of course has turned into an incredible in-ring wrestler shut up Cole <laughs> shut up you I mean, that's prick outright lies like just lies 
one thing I did notice was that he says wrestler, and earlier uh-huh. in the night they say hospital. So this is obviously before Vince went fully nuts. Um, <laughs> but the big thing that I'm surprised uh, you didn't pick up on was whenever Nicole Blast comes out, she lifts up Tori over her head, does a genuinely impressive body press, and then walks out. And some guy in the front row, go back and watch it, says it so loud. He must have screamed it because the camera picks it up. And the camera is like an up-close shot of Nicole Blass's face at the time. And you can hear some guy in the crowd going, show us your penis. <laughs> what? And you can hear it. He says it so loud, the camera picks it up. Oh it's amazing. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> oh, the attitude error was something else. It really was. It um, really was. I mean, yeah, in terms of this match, it was terrible. It was botchy as hell. It was awkward. It was clunky. But the worst thing about it is they were so ob- they were so awkward and they had no chemistry that they were so obviously cooperating. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, it, it it looked like, and I, I'm not, again, not saying this as a dig because it's not, it's not trying to be. It looks like two, two women, two men or whatever, who don't know how to wrestle, but they're just learning how to do it. Oh, this would. And, and they're literally in the ring for the first time ever. And that's yeah. what it looked like. They have just enough to know kind of, the bare bones of it, but even the way, and again, Tori is actually pretty good. The way, even the way Tori hits the ropes, you're like, what are you, what yeah. are you doing? Like, <laughs> you know, Th- this like, would get you thrown out of any half decent indie company in the country. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, and it, this never should have went on television. Never mind WrestleMania. It was not even any half decent. It like this is backyard level. Oh no, I mean backyard. At least there's some kind of character. I mean, Sable's just. You know, Big I've kids. been. A, that's it. You know. Um, all right. God, I, so, I love when we get past the water. <laughs> <laughs> so the show. Show picks, us your penis. <laughs> so the show picks up, um, and it actually really starts cooking now. Uh, near the end, in these three matches. This is the WrestleMania story, right? Genuinely. Um, it has a really good promo with all of the X. Billy Gunn looks pretty happy for someone just lost his belt. I'd be, I'd be <laughs> raging. I'd be like. It took my belt. Um, Rob Dog is, is sitting there and he's he's having a good time. What's weird about it is um, Triple H cuts most of this promo for X Pac. X Pac just likes he's just like oh I'm gonna kill him I'm gonna kill him and Triple H is there and again the like, Triple H also just lost. So it's like lads, you didn't have a good night. You had a pretty no. terrible night. You know, <laughs> you're all for one at the moment. Yeah, like it's 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 not it's not a good showing. Um, well, I suppose Road Dog won his. Like, ah, okay, Road Dog won, but still. So uh, after that, uh, Shane comes out with Test again. Also, somebody who should be more upset than he is because he also lost a, a, t- a title opportunity in an embarrassment. The main three posse are there. Uh, the four of them. Uh, this would shrink down to three eventually. They uh, are fantastic. They are the best, and they've been there I all know. night. How? And I it know we did the main this. Posse into God the damn right. Yes. And the best. I know we went over this last week, but I just have to say again, how Shane McMahon, in the multiple times he came back to wrestling, 
how he never reintroduced the Mean Street Posse. Like those guys are gold. Oh, they're like, the best. They're just they're the even they're even hilarious when they're not doing it. And so there's I found myself laughing at them. So you know the way they're sat in the front row. Yeah. Um. I found it's myself the, it's laughing. The sweater vest. It's the yeah, sweater vest. That's you weren't what even is. doing yeah. anything. You could just see them from behind, and I was laughing at them. Like, they just look like such dorks. Like oh. <laughs> they really are the dorkiest guys ever. And they act like like Greenwich is. <laughs> it's like the hood. It's... You know, it would have been good actually rebooking an angle from from fourteen years ago. So no DX refuting against the Spirit Squad. Yeah. Why didn't they just make them the main street posse? Oh. Wouldn't have that been better? That would have been so much better. Imagine, you know, like, they could have done the exact same thing, but had to have it with the Main Street Posse. Like, even the, the lads in the Spirit Squads just called on the Main Street Posse and get their hair done that way. I, I was mean, literally about to say that. If you put them in the clothes with the hairdos <clears throat> and with the gimmick, like, nobody remembers who the specific gays were, but they love the gimmick. Like, yeah. nobody, nobody would have been able to tell the difference. That's true. I mean, you could even just call them Rodney and Pete Gas. Yeah. And Joey Abs. I mean, it doesn't matter. Who cares? It's, it could be anyone. You know, but I, that was a missed opportunity. Genuinely. Genuinely a missed opportunity, I think. And I don't know why they've never come back. I mean, oh, it's just, it's such a great, it, it makes this match. Because change... It says everything about WWF that they were willing to recast uh, Diesel and Razor. <laughs> <laughs> but they were like, no, nobody will buy the Mean Street Posse if it's not the original crew. <laughs> They're too over. They're too over. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the you got a hardcore champion for five minutes. <laughs> you got a pop, but you didn't get a Mean Street Posse pop. <laughs> um, I have to hand it to Shane. This is like Shane's first real actual match. Um, and it's, well, it goes about eight. It's one of the longest matches on the card. It's about nine minutes. Um, par- apart from the opener. I was like, th- this was the first match that got me back yeah. into it. I was like, oh, this is, yeah, this feels like WrestleMania. Like they have, um, it, it's obviously, you know, a normal match. So it's not no DQ. And there are moments in it where the ref is very loose, which is fair. It's WrestleMania. But there's already been two disqualifications. So it's just like, oh, you know, there's a bit where uh, X-Pac picks up a belt that's beating him with the belt and you're like didn't you just disqualify somebody for slamming somebody onto a chair <laughs> like, I would be like I'd be very careful here um, so, so the internal logic of the show is you know moment by moment it seems um, but, but let's not forget it was only a couple of weeks ago when someone was counted out while standing on the apron so. that's true <laughs> and there was a disqualification in a Kane match as well so. in the, oh god don't yeah. even yeah, yeah. <laughs> And not not Kane, the wrestler. I mean, the Singapore Kane. It says so much about how enjoyable this era is that you are just willing to let all this bullshit slide. Just slide. It's like, it's fine. It makes sense some way. It never makes sense. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, like, Test is great. Test is like the buffer. Because, I mean, he is kind of holding this together if, if they get in trouble. There are bits when, and I think, I, I don't honestly think people even backstage at the time knew Shane could go. <laughs> I think they're like, look, he's not going to be able to go. There's no way he's going to be able to do it. So he's there as the insurance policy, not for Shane to win the match, but more so the match doesn't fall apart. And yeah. I have to say, he does a good job doing that. Um, and it also gives time for Shane to recover because there's bits where he, he's gassed because, I mean, wrestling, I, I don't have to tell you this, wrestling's hard. I mean, you know, 
any kind of thing where you're going like that, it's a totally different kind of conditioning. Oh, so I, you I've know, said it a hundred times, man. The longest match I ever had went ten minutes flat, and I couldn't even walk. I I had to roll out of the ring and roll under it because I thought I was going to be sick. Oh, I believe it. I believe it. You know, the only thing I can aspire in, and that's two minutes with a break, and those you know, two minutes can feel like ten hours. It's, so you know, yeah, it's intense. It's intense. It really is. Um, but the big shock here is the turn. So we had Triple H, we had trying to come back to Triple H, and obviously Triple H is the big hype man for X-Pac coming into this. X-Pac hasn't won. China distracts the referee. Pedigrees X-Pac. Jane gets the one, two, three. Yeah, man, this was, like I said, this started to feel like WrestleMania again. Fair play to Shane. Puts in a, a hell of a... Um, a hell of a turn here. I think the thing with him is, even if he's not a great wrestler, he's always willing to just go. He doesn't half arse it, you know. No, absolutely. Um, and and again, like this is not only like the end of of Triple H joining the corporation, or the, the sorry, the end of uh, that kind of angle where he does join it and it sets up his his rise to the main event. Yeah. But it's the end of DX. Exactly. Um, Until next year, but we don't know that. Time. <laughs> But um, like he's the other thing about Shane is he's in there with Xbox. Yeah, <clears throat> Xbox. Even now, when people are looking back and starting to realize how good he actually was, he's still massively underrated at this time. So mm. Xbox can have a good match with anyone. And <clears throat> if it hadn't have been for all the, like the fact that we've had two DQs and a load of run-ins and stuff so far. This is a good angle. This is like a genuinely shocking angle. Real ramifications. Big deal. Like, you don't mind that this isn't the payoff to something. This is the start of something else. So, like, yeah, this is this is really good. I was on the absolute edge of despair. And this show, this episode, this match, sorry, really brought me back into the show. Yeah, and I, I mean, it would be there the entire time. After that, I mean, Undertaker and Big Boss Man is next. But before we get to that, let this sink in. DX is, was the most over thing on the show. Next, oh, Austin, yeah. And it's gone. That was the WrestleMania moment. Yeah. Oh, huge. Huge. And it's lost in con. It's lost because it's such a, you know, eh. But at the time, go back and watch this. Imagine, you know, watching this and go, oh my God, DX is it's over. Triple H has joined the corporation. I so, mean, it, it kind of makes sense because, like, DX was this faction um, that was kind of outside. Like, they were already dominated by the corporation and the Ministry of Darkness, you know, who have their own thing going on. And then, so I, I kind of see why, yeah, they'd want to clear that. and Yeah, and, and set know. up going forward. And Triple H would want his singles, you know, like, but yeah, exactly. absolutely huge, huge moment. So the next two matches uh, are The Undertaker and The Big Boss Man, Hell in a Cell. It goes about 10 minutes. Uh, and then Stone Cold Steve Austin defeats The Rock in the main event. So before we get to that, I need you to defend The Hell in a Cell for me. <laughs> I will in no way, shape or form defend The Hell in a Cell. If, uh, if any match of the night can be justified to have gone, you know, two minutes. It should have been this. Yeah, it, it, it sucks because I mean, my boy's in there, my Bookley's in there, and 
He looks terrible. Dread. Now, I'm and starting... actually, sorry, this, sorry, this would be this would be Bossman had two Hell in a Cell matches in 1999. One is the Kenneth from Hell, which is a whole other story. <laughs> this wasn't even the worst, and this wasn't even the worst. <laughs> <laughs> so the man is not good in a cell, which is ironic because he's supposed to be a prison guard. But do you know, I'm, I'm, and I only thought about this after watching it this time, so I've seen this before, but I only thought about this time. Maybe the reason he was so bad in there was because he couldn't move because. He's obviously ha- having to wear some sort of harness. Oh, harness! Yeah, under, underneath his gear, you know. So that maybe that sense limited it. But there's other stuff in this that's terrible. So, firstly, it's just boring. Like yeah. we're two or three minutes in, and you're getting punch kick, either punch kick. dead silence or boring chants from the crowd. And then at one stage, <laughs> the boss man uh, handcuffs the Undertaker to the cell, hmm. and then is like afraid to go near him. <laughs> And then the Undertaker falls over, and the handcuffs break. It's just, it's uh, just, it's just bad. I mean, the brood coming down, like th- this, where it kind of picks off, and it do, like the brood so, comes down, and they look awesome. Going back up, they look silly as all hell. Oh, my God. Edge it's, gets it's, caught. Oh, it's Edge, so goofy looking. Edge is stuck. It's so goofy looking, and I mean, they should have cut away from that immediately, or or done the brood, the brood music, you know, where they they have the whole lights and stuff. But the yes. actually what what this is most infamous for is uh they secure the boss man uh put a noose around his his head and then they yeah. raise the hell in a cell and they hang him and it's it I, you know, I have been on a movie set before um I've been on many, many movie sets actually but I was on one for a show called The Frankenstein Chronicles which has uh, a hanging scene in it and you know how they hang people in the movie how they actually get stunt doubles on and hang them. What? Sorry. Yeah, that's how they do it. Uh, they're like obviously people with really strong necks or something. Well, they obviously fit them with the thing. They don't drop them, but they still have them. Like they'll do the drop, and then they'll just have them hanging there. Um. So it's pretty dark when you see it hanging in real life. Like it's. Oh and God. It, Yeah, it, it is like very disturbing. And this is probably the most disturbing thing you'll see on WWE television, uh, ever. Uh, the, the boss man. So yeah. This match is terrible, but then, like, obviously we've covered this on the WrestleMania moments before the show, but when the brood descend, that is awesome. Yeah. The way they rabidly, like, they don't even descend with, like, pliers or something to cut the cage. No, they're they just, pulling at it. Yeah. They tear at it and ki- they look like animals. Which they're and supposed then, to be. They're supposed to be vampires. Or, oh. well, hold on. People of a vampiric lifestyle. <laughs> Gothic lifestyle. A <laughs> Gothic lifestyle. <laughs> and hang out at the central bank they lower the noose down and the and part of like part of what makes this amazing is the boss man selling yeah. so as the uh so he's knocked out from the tombstone but as the rope starts to lift him he wakes up and he sees what's happening and he panics and he starts to grab at the rope and he can't get himself up and the next thing his feet are just Dangling. Inches off the ground and he's like kicking his legs trying to touch it. It looks so disturbingly real that yeah. um I, th- I think the only reason a lot of people don't like this is because in terms of tone, it doesn't fit in with what was a really crappy no, match. It doesn't but fit if in this at all. Yeah. Had been part of a really dark, vicious angle. But I, I think 
the hanging scene, I honestly got, I think it's one of the Undertaker's best moments. But again, yeah, I would, and and I would no way defend the match. And I have to admit, it is absolutely hilarious when they bring the brood back up and Edge gets like caught halfway. He's just he's just dangling there with his arms off. So from there, uh, we have. Our oh main wait, event. sorry. Before sorry. we go to the main event, it's my second. Shut up, Cole. <laughs> so I love the segment, by the way. <laughs> So the Undertaker has hung, lynched a human being who is on live front, television. On live television in front of Michael Cole, about fifteen feet away from Michael Cole. The boss man is there kicking his legs as his last <laughs> breath leaves his body. And Cole goes, Could this be symbolic? Oh Shut, up, Cole. Shut up, Cole. <laughs> Shut up. Murder. Prick. <laughs> you you symbolics. Shut up. It's a box-like structure. <laughs> yeah. Could this be symbolic? Of what? Of hanging him? No, he's literally hanging him. It's not <laughs> symbolic. <laughs> Keep using that word symbolic. I don't think you know what it means. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, my God. So we get to the main event, right? And here's the weird payoff. That makes... It delve nowhere, right? And I, I'm glad it happened, but I'm also like... Okay. So, Cole leaves... <laughs> Jim Ross comes out. The man who has spent the past couple of weeks randomly assaulting people, uh, building his own commentary box. <laughs> and and it it's just like, yeah, here he is. Like how did they, they didn't set this up? This just no. happens. There's no there's no like he you know, Austin didn't ask for it or there wasn't a match or no, it just happens. No, but it's like We've been given out about this that for the past couple of loops because there is a good story here if they use Dr. Death. Like, um, like do you remember uh, Dr. Death went down to the ring with them and they told JR to leave? And then instead of like Dr. Death stepping in front of them and saying, JR's going to commentate and anyone who comes near the desk, I'll kiss, kill them. Yeah, Dr. Death just kind of leads JR back down the ramp like like an old fellow who, who escaped the home. Yeah, like, right, literally. Mr. But, Jenkins back. But, but I mean... What, it, it, what could it, have happened here is, imagine if uh, it's the main event, you know, your man's out doing the introduction, and the next thing, Dr. Death's music comes down, yeah. and he marches down, he grabs Cole by the neck, he just lifts him off the announce desk, and JR comes down and sits. At least there's a story there. That would have been cool. Or, or there's some kind of match where uh, Dr. Death is like, hey, uh, I want JR to have his WrestleMania moment or something. And then he has a match with somebody. No, nope, yeah. we're not going to do that. <laughs> just, nonsense, just nonsense. This WrestleMania is less than three hours. It's like two hours, 40 minutes. Like, yeah. uh, you could have you stuck one more three-minute match on that. Like, have Dr. Death come out and bloody... Like Michael Cole's allowed to choose anybody from the roster, yeah. and Doctor Death comes out and just crushes them, you know. And so, it would have actually, it would have actually helped <clears throat> uh, rehabilitate him. Yeah, it would have done for it, all. It would have done something earlier in the night. Bart Gunn got <laughs> knocked out to hell. And you know, then, it could, you know, it could, it could have been. You know, uh, let's have a match. With, I want my win back. They do a Bart Gunn match. Yeah, yeah, it's just something. Something. Anything other than the company 
just not letting JR commentate and then all of a sudden going, and here's JR. <laughs> it's like, what? I genuinely was like, did I miss something? And I'm like, no, we watched everything. They never mention it. They don't bring it up. It's just, here you go. You know what could actually, know what they could have done? And yeah, because they, they did something very similar. Keep everything the way it is without JR coming out, right? Shawn Michaels comes out. At the end of his promo, he's like, and you know what, Vince? JR's commentating. Bang. There you go. That's how you fix it. Brilliant. That's how you fix it. Right there and then. Like, But uh, uh, literally, it doesn't even matter what the suggestion That's a good suggestion. But it doesn't even matter what the suggestion is. Anything other than, and here's JR. <laughs> Anything other than nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Which is what we got. I mean, and it's look- so weird for this era when everything was a goddamn angle. Everything yeah. was a storyline. Don't get me wrong. I was much. I, I'm so much happier he was commentating. The match would have lost a lot if you had had Cole going. Oh, that's a box-like structure. Is it symbolic? <laughs> and other nonsense, which he he has ruined so many good matches by just being There's Austin holding the title. Is that symbolic? Shut up, Cole. <laughs> shut, shut up. So Vince comes out and uh, he, he he's ready to go. You know, he looks like he's ready to wrestle. HBK comes out, uh, cuts a promo. It's weird because HBK is, you know, this is when nobody liked HBK, not even people in the company because of reasons. So he hasn't been born again yet or come back and decided he wants to work. So he's the commissioner, which we haven't actually really talked about. He's only showed up every now and then. And he just cuts this really nonsensical long promo. And this feels very much like a raw angle. This this also should have been on heat, um, the way it was used. So basically... Yeah, I mean... I, I think the premise I, is... I think it was is, a good way of getting a big name like Shawn Michaels on the show. Yeah, for sure. But basically like WrestleMania, a lot of the time you don't even really need people to wrestle. You just need the entrance music and the pop, you know, that's yeah. So, but so, yeah, I agree, I agree with you. So the, the basic premise that is also there's a, there's okay. So there's two things here. I want to bring up, uh, HBK basically says, look, you're banned from ringside and it's an ODQ match. Fair. There's a sign as Vince is walking away saying, Mr. Uh, Mr. McMahon is gay. <laughs> 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 just randomly. Um, I, I have yeah. often wondered about his relationship with Shawn Michaels. It's it's a perfect framing because it's him and Shawn Michaels. Yeah. So <laughs> it's just like, is that done Michaels was doing some horrendous stuff in the mid-90s that he kept getting away with that anyone else would have been fired a hundred times over for. And <clears throat> I was wondering, what does he have over McMahon? <laughs> Okay, here's a legitimate question I have, right, based on the science, because there's loads of science saying, you know, uh, I'm a bellhop at the the SmackDown Hotel, Rudy Pooh, I'm a Rudy Pooh candy ass thing. Yeah. What, what does that mean? Like, I don't understand. A Rudy Pooh candy ass? No, I don't understand why you'd call yourself that in a sign. I mean... Well, I think it's... It's probably reflective of what we've been saying for a few weeks is that The Rock is a heel, but this crowd is desperate to cheer him. Okay. Um, he's not as over as Austin. Like, when The Rock comes out... No, I mean, so The Rock comes out and he's a heel, but half that crowd still pops for him. Like, And there's also some terrible draw. You know what we're going to have in the book? We're going to have, like, a section for terrible drawings. <laughs> There's some of the worst drawings I've ever seen of anyone, and it's always The Rock. 
So we're gonna have. It, a it's always the rock. Yeah. It's always the rock. Yeah, it's it's never it's never anyone else. It's just the rock, and they're the worst drawings I've ever seen, like ever. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. But, I mean, I mean like, you don't know what they're talking about. They're everywhere and they're terrible. <laughs> but like, why do we as wrestling fans say half the stuff we do? I like, I don't know. Why do people walk around with t-shirts saying "Scissor me, daddy ass"? Like, oh god, yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's a fair point. <laughs> it's just we love this weird thing, and we don't care who knows that we love this weird thing. That's <laughs> Sorry, <clears throat> one gay at the quiz last night went to the effort of dressing up made a whole really convincing costume and it was so strange because as soon as he came in the door i immediately recognized who he was who was he or who he was dressed as but it was just so strange that he was sat at home and he said right wrestling quiz tonight i'm gonna dress up not gonna be the macho man not gonna be hulk hogan not gonna be the ultimate warrior right to censor bull buchanan that's who i am (laughs) Oh my God, that's so bizarre. <laughs> and it was so convincing. It was like, as soon as he walked in, I was like, there's a dude dressed as Bulby Cannon. <laughs> wow, fair play. Points for effort. Deep cut as well. Was he on the winning team? Had to be. Had to be. No, but he got a, he got a prize for best costume. Oh, fair. That's fair. So Austin comes out uh, wearing a t-shirt, which is weird. The Rock comes out looking like a million bucks, genuinely. Austin comes out a t-shirt I, I looked that up do you know what the no the no genuine... I, I really want to know though i want you to tell me why because i genuinely it's, it's, i was it's very annoyed it's boring there's no big story he forgot his jacket stop is that what it is packed his bags went to wrestlemania forgot to pack his his jacket but so where got... the t it just looks like he's like oh Got to the I'm, show and was backstage and was just like, they don't have a spare one for him. I'm stick I, on one of the t-shirts. How did he not have like the t-shirt is class? It's like one of his coolest t-shirts. But at the same time, it's like this is WrestleMania. Why are you? It looks like you're like, oh fine, I'll go do this and come back. But, but that's you what know it looks what? like. <clears throat> like uh, if you've forgotten your jacket, fair enough. Just go out in your trunks. Like yeah. just go out like you're. You're just ready to fight. Like you don't yeah. even, you don't even have time to take your jacket off. You're just ready to fight. You know. Like, I don't know. It's just. Yeah, it's odd. <laughs> it's very odd. It's like, it's the most un like that would that would never happen nowadays because WrestleMania is planned to a T and they probably have all that stuff there. Weird part of this match. Uh, so a couple of minutes in, they go into the crowd and the crowd just mauls them right. And then there's a random Wheaties box. I thought that was fun. <laughs> With Austin on it. So, I mean, someone brought, like, you couldn't even get that into an arena. Now, there's some bald lad there holding a box of Wheaties, and he is just having the best time ever with that box of Wheaties. It isn't open yet either, so he's just holding it. Like, what's the point? Like, it's, it's a little snack. So, this was 1999. Was this before the Yanks started shooting up every school and public building and, like, could you walk into a an arena with a with a cereal box and security would just go, oh, she gave it a cereal box. No, okay, here's a story. Here's a true story. Um I went to go see Game of Thrones, the music. I won like a competition or whatever. And uh I had some cereal with me from the office uh at the time and they wouldn't let me in with the cereal. I was like, 
I'm not going to eat it. This is for tomorrow. <laughs> and they're like, no, you can't bring cereal in. So I'm like. <laughs> you were like, like, I don't have milk and a bowl. <laughs> this is for tomorrow. I'm, you know, I'm not going to eat it in the, in the, you know, I'm not going to eat it dry like an animal. Like, I don't know. So, yeah, I, I'm amazed he got it true. Genuinely. Fair we bad. don't even have metal detectors in Ireland. At arenas. Like, like a normal place. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so that I just thought that was weird. Um, the match itself, look, it, I'm glad it's no DQ. Uh, it kind of it adds a lot to it. It adds a lot of very memorable moments. It's not just a boring kick punch, kick punch match. It's, it's kind of a brawl, and you can tell that Austin really hates The Rock, and he wants to make him suffer for everything he's gone through. It tells a great story. There's a real um. Like, even though it seems simplistic, there's actually a real art to a yeah. brawl to make yeah, a really no. good brawl. Exactly. It, it, it's it's is, not... This is brilliant, yeah. It's not overly done either. It's not overly exaggerated. Like, it's like, no, I'm going to slow this down to the point that you're going to be punished. Not with... like, And that's... We talked about this before where hardcore matches kind of suffer where it's like, oh, I want to hit you with this uh, and this and, and then this yeah. and then this and then this and it just looks silly. And sometimes that can be fun too, actually. It sometimes is. But with this, it's like, no, I'm going to hit you with this. I'm going to punch you really hard. I'm going to throw you in here. We're going to... I'm going to slam you onto the concrete and then choke you with a cable. Yeah, there's a, there's a couple of... Um, really good spots. Moments in this that actually look more vicious than any kind of you know big ladder spot or a table spot or anything so the rock um throws austin over his shoulder uh they're they're wrestling in the entrance way and mm. austin comes down really awkwardly across the the lighting rig of the of the entrance way you know where they, where they have the the moving lights and all that yeah it comes down really awkwardly across that and that looks really like groundedly vicious yeah and then there's another one where do you know in wrestling like low blows like you know, whip the arm up so like you're not actually getting anyone mm. square in the in the balls but they're also i imagine wearing a cup yeah or, or even if they're not the, i mean like, the, the weird thing the, the weird thing about low blows is i don't know how they work i'm like are you not wearing a groin guard well, there's an art to it, so... Like, no, I mean, no, no I, I get the art to it, but I'm like, there's no way they're not wearing a cup. I mean, a, a lot of the times they aren't. So That's when, silly. That's silly. We, Every, that's silly. I mean, I'm sorry. When, when we learn to do them, what you do is, for a kick, what you're actually aiming for is, uh, well, I believe the medical term is the gooch. <laughs> <laughs> so your actual... your toe makes connection with their arse not their uh not their genitals uh, same with the low blow like when you go whoop, you don't put your fist in you put your arm in um and you ever see people where they're like uh you know if someone's laying on the ground and they have their two legs they'll stamp the stomach or they'll stamp the inner yeah. leg or something yeah. there is a moment in this <laughs> where the rock's just laying on the ground austin's not even holding his legs no. The Rock is just laying on the ground and Austin is up. And Austin fully just stamps on his dick. Like, it, there's no... It's not... He's not hating it. It's not a clever trick of the angle. He just, he just stamps on his dick. <laughs> you know what? There. I'll say this now. I mean, yeah, groin guards are not fun. Training with them is, is not fun. But you reverse tourniquet someone into the groin and they're not wearing a cup. 
Like on before. Oh, that's, oh yeah, man. Like I and then, wear a cup. Even, even with a like, so obviously we had to wear a cup for the MMA stuff. A man, even with a cup, you get a direct kick in there. The way it it digs in around everything, even that's really painful. Oh yeah, I mean, I just, I just, but that makes a lot of sense. I never understood why how a low low blow worked to such an extent. It's like, how, why are you wearing a cup? They're not expensive. It just. Sorry, but again, it's suspension disbelief. Thanks for explaining that, man, because I genuinely didn't know. Um, there's a really, uh, there's, there's, more, there's some more psychology from The Rock as well, right? And I think that's what gets lost with these matches sometimes is wrestling psychology. So The Rock, we've seen him disparage his opponents by, you know, picking up the commentary set and being like, oh, he doesn't do that in this match. No. He spits water on him, but he doesn't disparage him on because he can't because Austin is killing him. Like, yeah. He doesn't know. he doesn't Billy Gun Austin. No, he doesn't Billy Gun Austin. He, and it's it's a it's a little small thing that I only copped this time around. Because obviously it's something he's done over and over and over again. He just do, he has so little respect. Like sorry, he's so beaten uh that he he still has no respect for him. But he's like, no, I actually need to go. The only time he does go to the the backstage area, the ringside area, is obviously for the spots with the table and that. But it's actually to get a chair. Yeah. Which no, it's it's you know it's brilliantly structured. It's wonderfully carried out in terms of a, you know, obviously it's a big, ridiculous, over the top brawl. The mm. match is overbooked, but overbooked in like the best way it suits this big huge bombastic main event yeah. um but at the same time it's very vicious it's very grounded and in its own way it's 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 pretty realistic like and it's it, oh yeah no it, for what it is like it's, it's it looks like a fight yeah and i think that's the way they booked it it's like it isn't pretty there's there's actually an amazing rock bottom on tim Moy <laughs> where yeah. it looks like he killed him <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that kind of sets up the finish for Earl Herbin to come out. And uh, before and, uh, we even match. get to that, yeah. oh, do you know what I love? I love the spot where um, Austin throws the rock on the announcer's table. Yeah, drops the elbow on him, and the table doesn't break. Yeah, and he has so he throws again. him back on the table and does it again. It's it's class. It's it was, uh, ama- it was amazing. Again, it's very rather than that being like a big ridiculous high spot, it's just really vicious. It's just like Austin is like no. You're going to the table. Prick through this table. And, you know, I would have rathered um, Earl Herbner get the win because I think the match, the, 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 as you said, the last couple of minutes overbooks it to hell. Uh, Vince runs out, basically breaks up the pin, starts attacking Austin. Mick Foley runs out then and actually does become the referee, which is a silly payoff. Um <laughs> And then yeah, they they have uh, finisher trading with the with the people's elbow missing, and then Austin eventually hitting the stunner uh, to get the win. Now, but it's before we before we go any further, I want your opinion. Go on. The Rock's selling of the stunner. Do you love it? Do you hate it? Is it too much? Is it? Uh, what, some, what do you think? This isn't the most egregious version of it. And I'll say, and I mean, I don't hate it. I don't love it. I wish it was a bit less, but I mean, that's just how he sells the stunner. So it's not like he's overselling. That's just how he sells it. If that makes sense. Yeah. So I'm, yeah, I'm kind of with you here in that this, the ending of this match is ridiculously overbooked. 
the rocks selling of the stunner is ridiculously over the top because you can see him pushing himself with his hands. But for whatever reason, it's the main event of WrestleMania. It's a big, ridiculous show. The Rock's a big, ridiculous character. It, it kind of works. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm okay with it, you know? See, I would have a problem with it if he, you know, just did this for the first time. This is just how he sells the stunner. Yeah. yeah. So I'm actually okay. So in, in universe, when he gets hit with a stunner, that's what he does. You know what I mean? It's not like he's like, oh, he's just selling also there's a ma- I have to shout out when Austin does win there's a massive sign the biggest sign I've ever seen for a place called the Shamrock Inn oh yeah <laughs> and yeah, I have to talk about that keeping this it to the end the, this, to the end so I don't know where he had that sign but it's the biggest fucking sign I've ever seen huge. And it consu- it's huge it consumes up like most of the front row so fair play to him imagine how pissed you'd be if you got yourself i was like oh i got tickets to wrestlemania and i'm in like the fourth row it's amazing and you get to the the climax of it the big thing austin has won the title and now he's in the ring drinking his steve weisers and the crowd's going nuts and this guy unveils this 15 foot advertisement (laughs) for his his pub and he must have blocked the view of like he did no that 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 that's why i was like okay this is hilarious must have been like 20 people behind him couldn't see well, uh, if it is the the Shamrock Inn in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, it is permanently closed as of uh, the, tw- the the first of April, uh, twenty twenty three, and it's not an April Fool's joke. Uh, I just looked it up. I'm looking at it right oh. now. So, uh, sir, I hope it was worth the time and effort, and you blocking everybody and being a right prick. <laughs> uh, I'm surprised. That, I'm surprised it lasted that long. I'm surprised it wasn't burnt down like <laughs> that night. <laughs> It's the biggest sign I've ever seen, and I think the I think the crowd may have savaged it and pulled it down because it, as soon as it goes back, it's gone. Um, so yeah, there you go. I mean, the, in a way, I'm glad I I'm sad that the signs. I know I am sad that the signs are gone, but in another way, I also totally get why they're gone, and that guy is the reason, and also all the ones that we call out that are awful. But uh, I mean, I I often think like. There's from a sign a, from some guy that says, I have to poop. Yeah, I've seen it. And it's on the hard camera as well. And it's from a guy called Drunk Mike because he flips the coin around, the sign <laughs> around, and it says Drunk Mike. So There's a guy beside him with a sign that is like, I can't make out what it says because it's like a letter. Like, he's got this sign, but he, he's got like paragraphs in it. You know? <laughs> he's just... He's written like a like a letter or a short story or something. Uh, <laughs> it's his manifesto. Yeah. The signs, yeah, before he detonates a cereal box. <laughs> <laughs> the signs during the attitude era, like when you look at that crowd as a TV viewer, looks yeah. amazing. Oh, looks absolutely. incredible. Absolutely. But I have often thought, like, if you were there live, you must just spend half the show behind the scene I go mad. is in front of you. You, you would go absolutely mad. Like, imagine yeah. paying all that money to see Austin and then there's a sign for drunk yeah. Mike. Oh, I have to poop. I, like, you're like, oh, it's not even well, clever, you know? Fuck off to the bathroom then. <laughs> I'm trying to watch. <laughs> but, like, I mean, this really is of a time. It, it kind of gives that vibe unlike anything else. And, I mean, I, I would rather watch a WrestleMania like this than 
you know, a, a clean, sterile WrestleMania where it's all, it, it doesn't have the same vibe. I mean, we're watching this 24 years later and it's just, it, it's just still great. Like the WrestleMania wasn't great, but this, this final one. Oh, yeah. And even though, so like I'm constantly giving out whenever we do modern shows about how overproduced everything is then, how it's yeah. too slick and it's almost plastic and yeah. artificial. Like I love this set. Like it's just, it's the fact that it's a physical saying, um, yeah. you know, the entranceway thing. Yeah, absolutely. And even though it's fairly simple, and it's not a massive arena like they could have got 20,000 people for an episode of raw but um yeah it just looks it's a kind of um gritty and it still has elements of wrestling to it you know like an yeah. indie wrestling show um before like the arenas are amazing but they become their own like a different kind of thing then they become yeah these uh productions rather than wrestling shows yeah and i i think that's that's a very good way to leave it and that's why it's kind of like when you're looking at wrestlemania i think a good way to kind of break this down is the pre arenas or pre stadiums and that's probably because i mean like this feels much more like yeah it's has moments of being terrible the video package at the end where it kind of shows all the highlights makes it look awesome they look like one of the best <laughs> WrestleManias ever. And then you're watching. You're looking like, at that oh, going, you're, you're hyped for boys to men looking at that. Yeah, you're like, oh man, I'm going to, you know. But um, uh, look, overall, if you haven't seen WrestleMania 15, one fair play for sitting us, you know, talking about it. <laughs> you know, Good two hours. Yeah, fair play. But it, 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 I think it's important. I think it's important to watch. I think it's one of those manias that, you know, as you said, and we, we've said throughout this whole run, it's been um, it, it's a moment WrestleMania. It's for video packages. It's so you yeah. can, you know, they can put it into the, the, the catalogue of Austin versus McMahon. And look, it's a fun show. It has moments, some better than others. Um, but yeah, that's that's my thoughts on that. Martin, what do you think? Uh, yeah, look, it's not a great show. Um, as you say, it has some moments. It's definitely worth watching for the main event. It's worth watching for uh, the hanging of the boss man, even just so you can decide whether, you know, which which side you end up on, whether you think it's terrible or whether you think it's actually like a like a really harrowing but brilliant Undertaker moment. Um, I mean, even the stuff in it that's kind of fun, um, Xbox versus Shane and the hardcore three way. Good matches, fun matches. I don't know that they're necessarily worth going back to watch. But if you're a wrestling fan, if you're a wrestling like completionist, yeah, I'd say do you know what? A lot of what's terrible on it is hilariously terrible. So it's it's worth watching for that alone. That's fair. That's fair. Well folks, I want to thank you for our extended show. Um, of course, we, you know, we had to go to the time machine and finish this off. We'll be back on Sunday. I'm gonna try to get this posted as soon as possible, um, and then send out the, you know, send out the signal flares for Sunday. Um, and we'll be back here on the Wrestling Rewind to preview WrestleMania Night Two, review WrestleMania Night One. Uh, Martin, is there anything you want to plug before we finish up? 
No, oh uh, no, it's mania season. We've got a we've got a big weekend of wrestling. It's uh, currently twenty past two in the AM. Yes. yes. And whenever this is over, I'm going to go into the sitting room and watch Ring of Honor Supercard. Uh, enjoy, man. Enjoy. Uh, but thank you so much for everyone who uh, listened in. We'll be back on Sunday. If this is your first time checking us out, go over to Nerd to Know Media or the WrestlingRewind.com and uh, spread the word of the show because that would help a great deal. We will talk to you on Sunday here on the Wrestling Rewind. Bye, guys. Show us your penis. Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production. 